Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. I'm Rick Dara. Here with Dustin Frazier and Roxy Toxic. Ladies and gentlemen, 48 hours later, and Johanna's forehead is still pregnant. We didn't even talk about that pay per view, but yeah, those girls are getting rough over there in that division, huh? Yeah, incredible. Wow. I can no longer tell if people are complaining about Sonic the Hedgehog or Sonic the Fast Food Chain because both communities are more polarizing than the wrestling community in a lot of ways. They are not the minority, despite what Goldberg might think. Oh, we going to get to him, motherfucker. We. <laughs> I've been waiting on you. Yeah, something else. How's everybody doing tonight? Well, pretty good. Pretty good. Making it. Absolutely. Dude, it's like tentacle. <laughs> I'm making it more than you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Time is abstract in the talk brunch universe. It wouldn't matter if it was 10 to 4, 10 to 10. All that matters is the showtime. Indeed, it's showtime. indeed. Yeah, well, Elimination Chamber happened to us. Raw happened to us. But uh, there was some good AEW and some interesting stuff going on with contracts. Can't wait to get into here. Oh, yeah. It's all over the place. Mm-hmm. No Elimination Chamber talk tonight, guys. That's too bad. Go listen to the post show. If you want to hear about that, we'll talk about some of the aftermath shit to that, sure. But I don't want to talk about those matches anymore, man. Enough. It's bad enough I had to watch it, then talk about it. So, it's starting to look like Matt Hardy really is the exalted one in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, more and more, which I'm more and more excited about. (laughs) It's kind of weird because I thought that they were just sort of tricking us. With the entire thing. But now, let's just say that they are. Because there are still people who think that these are all red herrings. These little clues that are being laid all over the place. Now, if they are red herrings, it's to the point where I think they're just going to piss people off. You know? Yeah. Like, for their sake, now I hope that it's him. Because they've built it up and they keep... Before, it felt like if it wasn't him, people could say, well, that's what they get for speculating. Now, it feels more like if it's not him, then you guys fucked with your fans. Yeah. Did you see that that uh that latest little what was that what do I call it a prayer or scripture that latest yeah. one thing it, Let me see it, if I it, it was like a message of some kind. Let me see if I could bring this up on the screen here. Hold on a minute. So we could get this shit sorted here. I already skimmed the gist of what the concept is here, but I want us to yeah. see it for ourselves. It's one of those cool little hidden messages. All right. Getting there. Well, we have a lot of stuff on our program today. I have to go through. Okay, so here it is coming up on the screen now. There's a scripture of some sort here. So what does it say there? It says, made from the void of hopelessness and from the time spent away with the shadows. This is what it took for me to arrive. The calling. Hello, are you there? Ready and waiting. Dark order welcomes me. You are here. Now, usually that wouldn't make a lot of sense mm-hmm. until you cut out everything but the first letter of every sentence of every line yeah if you look at the first letter of every single line just the first letter of every line what do you got there it spells mad hardy yeah 
M-A-T-T, space. <laughs> M-A-T-T and literally fucking space. H-A-R-D-Y. <laughs> I'd be pissed if it's not him now. Right. There's no way they coincidentally have Matt Hardy spelt across that shit like that, right? No, no. See, what it is his alter it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a hidden evil twin, Hardy Matt. Now it has to be him. I'd be pissed if it's not. There, there's no way it can't be him. It's the fact that it says Dark Order welcomes me. It says a possibility he might just be a member. Otherwise, he would that, be. He, they can't, are you are you kidding me? Who, who would be the leader if Matt Hardy's just a member? Right. You take, you take a name like <laughs> Matt Hardy, and what those other clowns are, are bossing him around? Yeah, you could. <laughs> oh, I did speculate the other day that it could be Luke Carver. I don't even remember the names of any of these guys that are Dark Order, except Matt yep. Hardy, and he's not even there. The only one anybody ever knows is fucking Evil Uno. You know him. I don't know which one that is. That's, that's just that's because he's the only one who's ever talking. I could give a shit. Oh, that's the main guy then, or the main guy's yeah. henchman. Yeah, whatever. None of them stand out. How are they gonna stand? He'd basically, he'd basically be uh, the exalted one, second in command. Yeah, they all look like Power Rangers Zeo Cogs. That's what I see when the motherfuckers <laughs> are out there. You know, there's that one. There's that like one that. guy who looks like he just doesn't belong. Who's wearing shit? Like, yeah, the Goombas. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. It's, it's, it's just too Matt Hardy to not be Matt Hardy, even the way it's written. Right. The only, the, the, the only thing, the only other thing they could have done to make it more obvious is they just putting big ass layers at the bottom. Oh yeah! <laughs> right. Are you ready for version three? Dark Order version one. Yeah, now they better not screw anybody up with that. Like we're we're demanding this. This better be him. If it's not him, change it, make it him. Do what you gotta do, pay what you gotta pay. Right. This is happening. Otherwise rage quit. Uh, <laughs> right. Rage quit the whole AW. AW yeah. <laughs> That's it, I'm done. I'm just gonna watch Goldberg matches from now on. <laughs> not the strict diet of Goldberg matches. What yes. up? Let me tell you something right now. Ain't nothing ever gonna get that bad where that's an option. Yeah. So here's free the delete because apparently a lot of you already. You were the only here. two that have been able to separate Zenith from my body. There are great higher powers out there that believe in me, and if I believe in them, then I'll have everlasting life, everlasting broken brilliance. Wait, wait, wait. Zenith is infected. Zenith is dying. I need you two to come to the Hardy compound and remove Zenith from my body again. And bury us both. And in the meantime, I'm going to get my affairs in order in case anything goes wrong. Jesus. Thanks. See you soon.
very dramatic. That's what I can say so far. Oh, look, it's Jeff. What's oh, up, I didn't expect it. No, it's not Jeff, it's the box. I knew you'd come. All right. Hell uh, yeah. Wouldn't expect anything less from Matt Hardy, to be honest. Right. But uh, right. it's kind, kind of weird because uh, I don't know. Why would they be like help the Dark Order storyline wise? It it just seems like, at least from that angle, more of just the confirmation. It's like, hey, he is coming over there. I guess. Could have done something. Cause, I, mean, we, cause, I mean, we all know that the Bucks do have a level of pull over there when it comes to, like, the backstage stuff. So it's more represent, like, hey, <laughs> why would he be staying in the B show when we're already here? Like, Yeah. Well, they're taking this personally, and by them I mean WWE. As far as all of these stars that are migrating over to different federations, because uh, now oh, they have oh. new, yeah, right. They have, now they have new policies where uh, they want WWE stars to stay away from AEW stars. So what they're doing is, if you're taking any kind of event or anything, you have to be mindful of who you're booking for it now. And I'm not talking about wrestling; I'm talking anything. So, like, if you have a signing, a convention. If you're having anything where you want these guys to appear, WWE has made it very clear to everyone. If you have AEW people there, then WWE people will not be there. There can't be signings like you've seen before. You'll see like a table and like you'll have a WWE guy and like right across from them, there'll be like an AEW guy doing signings. So they wind up taking selfies together because they know each other from other companies. That's impossible to happen now because WWE is just basically enforced. If any of you motherfuckers take any AEW guys, rule us out of it. So... Uh, they're doing that even if they consider you, suspect that you're an AEW guy. I'm talking if they suspect. And what's the proof of this? The main proof of it is that at the end of the day, they have basically decided to, uh, they basically, when it comes to the big event in New York, they're doing like a signing thing here. Matt Hardy is, is, uh, restricted now. He's like, he's considered an AEW guy. <laughs> That's amazing. There were some WWE guys booked there, but uh they were told that you um that they basically can't book anyone from AEW if they're gonna have these WWE guys there. And uh yeah, basically now they're kinda screwed, so they took Matt Hardy off of it. Oh. Because he's considered an AEW guy. It, it's, it's like they don't want it's almost like they don't want their guys to expo- be exposed to a place where you won't get jobbed out and then wind up on main event. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, no. I like no other company really so, has like that level of insecurity. Like, yeah, you, you, know, you know what it's like? WWE's become like that girl who's who, um, who, who gets like a new guy. And then all of a sudden, no other bitch who she knows could steal him away in a quick second could even touch him. Yeah. That's literally what they've become at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, they have people pretty much blocked from being able to attend on their events. That's a smart corporate move that they made, you know. So uh, thanks to that, poor Matt Hardy's not going to be able to be there, you know. According to Meltzer, he said that he was told uh, if Matt Hardy shows up on Wednesday... That he wasn't going to be able to go to the appearance because WWE found out and everyone knew he was going to be AEW. But if he didn't show up, then uh, this person would be able to go. We don't know who the person is, apparently, I guess. It's petty, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, Beyond I, 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 I call it a smart booking. I saw it. I'd call it a smart corporate decision if it didn't come from a level of insecurity. 
because that's all that's all they come from. It's like they're they're not looking to benefit anybody by doing that. They just don't want to spite Matt Hardy again. Yeah. Yeah. So that they found a way, and that's an amazing feat that you have to give them credit for. They have such a reach. You don't need power nowadays. All you need is reach. They have such a reach out there that they can ban people from shit that's not even theirs. Think about that. <laughs> because if they if they don't want you associating with other brands in order to keep in the in the good graces of them, then what are you going to do? I'll tell you what I find interesting is the fact that Jeff Hardy is due to make a comeback on um, WWE TV. And I'm just wondering how on earth they're going to book him and not reference his brother in a storyline. Especially oh, very if he easily. Just over to AEW. Yeah, they, they, they've never given just, a fuck about him, you know. They're, they're just they're just gonna do what they always do, and that's be that, and that's have Jeff be the favorite. because yeah, that's how they all like. You know, is the only time Matt has ever been more over than Jeff. It was outside of the WWE. Yeah, they've never cared about Matt. Remember when Matt was there, they didn't care about him at all. And then it took for Edge to bang his girl for them to give him any relevant storyline that wasn't hokey or goofy. And then after that, they didn't care about him anymore. And if you look at currently, um, he left that company without them giving a single fuck. It was Jeff who was their guy. That was the guy who became the world champion and fought Triple H. And you know what I mean? It was Jeff who was their guy. Matt was was like the one that they didn't really care that much about. It. He proved himself outside of WWE when he went to Ring of Honor. And then when he finally went to a TN, TNA and he did that broken thing. And you know what they say about WWE. They don't give a crap what you did when you weren't here. So when he came back into the company, he was still that Matt Hardy didn't give a shit about. That's probably why when he came out at the Rumble or, or whatever the hell the event was, they showed up. Um, that's or Mania. That's probably the reason why, uh, he, he just came out. It was just generic Hardy boy shit. You know what I mean? Like the generic Hardy outfits thing. Sure, he was doing yeah. the delete, 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 but it wasn't like choreographed. And you know how they love their choreography. It would have been, if they meant for the delete to happen, it would have been cued to something. Not just him walking down the ramp, doing the motion by himself, independent of all the props and lights around him. So, it was literally a thing where they didn't give a shit about that. It was it was him trying to convince them that he has this great thing that he can do. And them kind of going, well, let's see it. And then they didn't really care. They let it happen, which yeah. you gotta give credit for. They liked Jeff enough that they let this shit happen. But, uh, you know, they didn't care. They didn't care about the... uh the hardy stuff enough to go with it and that's their own stupidity because yeah it's mm. it's really good and it's top tier stuff and apparently there was some stuff that was pitched to him but he didn't like it as well so it wasn't like just one-sided like they'd even wanted to put him on nxt and have him do some uh some matt hardy shit there as far as the, the broken gimmick but what i'm saying is is that you know regardless of the fact that like so we've established the wwe and not matt hardy guys and matt hardy's going to transition over to AEW. We all know that WWE like to be salty for the sake of being salty. So I can just see Jeff Hardy when he comes back just getting buried. Just because WWE can, because they throw their fucking toys out of the pram. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, they had him get concerned like 85 times in the past two weeks. Like, they don't need to do anything to Jeff. <laughs> they're like, Jeff's not going anywhere. So I still think they will, though. I think they're going to do something to him. I think that it's it's just going to... Just, I just got that feeling... I can't I can't shake it. I just think that they're just gonna just gonna book him poorly and things like so, that just till the end of his contract, to be I honest. Mean, you you could definitely be right. I wouldn't rule that out. It would yeah. be foolish. No. It would be really foolish of them. And uh even with WWE standards, which which what Roxy said pretty much is how their psychology works when they're punishing people. Uh even with mm-hmm. that, I would at least like to think and hope that they're not that stupid 
like with Jeff Hardy, you know, because uh, that, that's a big investment right there. You could do crazy stuff having Jeff Hardy in your company. Yeah, and that's sure, a whole other legion of fans you're pissing off. Yeah, you don't want to do that because oh, then cool, Jeff will yeah. just leave. Jeff will just leave and he'll be fine elsewhere. And he'll also be fine there. If you job him out, they're still making money. True, true. You know, how much is this company going to shoot themselves in the foot? It's to the point that the only reason why they're able to keep holding on to their toys is because they're just putting their foot on top of them. You yeah. Know? Like, after a while, you know, this is all going to give somewhere. Finan- financially, there's a lot of problems going on here. They're not, they're by no means in a good situation where they can afford to fuck around right now. They better just start using the resources that they have the way that they're supposed to be used. And stop worrying about blocking AEW stars and doing all of this other stuff. Because, yeah, Matt Hardy got pulled from that event because uh, they don't want WWE stars intermingling. So if you have any kind of promotional thing you're going to do, you have to either book them or whoever you're going to book. And, uh, yeah, they also screwed over that dude, uh, David Starr. Yeah, they basically, Friends almost trying to basically blackball him in the business. Yeah, I don't really know too much about, you know, I don't know the, the UK shit too well. But apparently WWE... Uh, is in bed with WXW. That's a company that's like has like strong ties with WWE. For anyone that doesn't know, WWE tends to do that with smaller companies. Back in the day, that's how it was with ECW. Like ECW was independent with Paul Heyman. But WWE mm. was sort of parenting them on the side without it being like an official thing. WXW is a company just like that. They have some sort of a working relationship. And uh, as a result of that, WWE just decided they don't like that dude and they just basically made him leave. You know, and apparently oh. some some of the speculation is the reason because he was very vocal in having a, a union for wrestlers. And when people heard that back in WWE, I guess somebody decided, you know what? That guy over there, it's really important that we ruin his life. He's going to be too busy trying to pick up the pieces of his fucking career to worry about unionizing anything. That's how it looks to me. <laughs> and uh, That's they, exactly how it looks. <laughs> so they exiled him. And uh yeah, according to Melissa, he said it was pressure from WWE. They didn't want him in the company. Um, and, uh, they, they said that, uh, he said he thinks it was also because they were vocal about the entire thing. And also the other thing that is apparently he stepped on the NXT UK title during a match against Walter and he got into an online argument with Gabe Zapowski, the Evolve founder. Mm-hmm. So all of these things stacked together. They decided to ban him from a company that they're not even really. They, they really aren't even part of <laughs> no. that is a powerful company there a powerful company that doesn't even pay attention to their own fucking company enough <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful though when you see stuff like this going on you know oh yeah because that means that they're, they they have to feel really threatened to do that kind of shit you know at this point they have th- they're threatened by anybody with common sense booking like that they're holding people. If we if, if we had a company, they'd be threatened. Yeah, so David Starr also somebody who got affected by this entire thing. You know, crazy oh, company. That. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, like I said, there are just things that they're not going to like in regards to uh intermingling. They've always been that way. They did it for a little while, they played with it. But uh then after a while it was just like, no, we're not gonna deal with it anymore. They're also in a lot of trouble in regards to uh Aren't they being sued, too? Yeah, like some kind of class action lawsuit, that's all. Yeah, yeah, their investors themselves are suing them. Yeah, the stockholders are what it is. Basically, they filed a lawsuit against them because of Saudi Arabia. According to Business Wire, the Robbins, Geller, Rudman, and Dowd LLP have announced a class action lawsuit 
against them. And uh, they said they made false and misleading statements and failed to disclose information regarding WWE's business operations. And uh, there was rising tension with the Saudi government and a breakdown in negotiations over a renewed broadcasting distribution deal. And the Saudi government and its affiliates had failed to make millions of dollars in payments owed to WWE pursuant to existing contractual commitments between parties. Well, what do you fucking know? And when we were talking about that plane ride and all of these things came up and they were like, nope, there was just mechanical failure. Nothing bad happened. And remember, it was like, but there's all these rumors about the fact that there was an issue with the broadcasting and that they were owed money and that there was an argument about it. That's why they grounded the plane and that they were essentially held hostage. I'm not saying that was the case, but man, this is really coincidental how this stockholders lawsuit sounds a lot like the stuff that happened when they were on that plane, huh? Because that's when all that news came out, literally verbatim. Hmm. Funny how that works. Yeah, very funny. <laughs> that oh, kills me. Just, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy when you think about the work. And they think that we don't know these things. And it's just like, well. Yeah, the, the lawsuit does it. mention it here. It says the the travel crisis at the, at the WWE Crown Jewels and unceremonious exits of co-presidents George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. So, yeah, all of that shit ties together. That whole thing with Saudi, there was a deal that broke down there. That plane was grounded. These two co-presidents had some shit that went down. Yeah, it's not looking great. Right now, maybe it's not a good time to uh, to just blow money and job Jeff Hardy out while paying him a lucrative amount of money while all of your stockholders and investors are angry at other dumb shit that you're doing. And throwing titles on fucking senior citizens that can't even walk anymore. Yeah, but they could do it. Go right ahead. Job Jeff Hardy. In fact, I want them to because I'm just kind of curious to see what's going to happen myself if they go that route. You know, I know what will happen if they go the proper route. You know, Jeff Hardy will have a good run. It'll eventually run out and then he'll leave. No matter what, that's going to be the outcome. But yeah, I'm curious to see if they fuck up any further what their futures hold. You know, I kind of want to go. Let's go down that I, route. I, I, I'm, I'm not even <laughs> curious to see if it's going to happen. I'm waiting for it to happen, waiting to see how bad it's going to be. Yeah. Because oh, that's yeah. what they do. <laughs> the fallout will be bad. I mean, I genuinely thought, like with WWE, I thought it was a very brave move, given the uh, given the following and the clout that AEW have had, to start up the XFL again. I mean, that's obviously where all the Saudi money's going. And I'm just like... Fuck, that's, that's a very brave move going into that when your viewership is 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 suffering a a critical hit every Wednesday, you know. And I I'm just I'm I'm just confuddled by the whole fucking situation. To be honest, they rebooted just, a company that crashed and burned so badly that there's oh, a docu- yeah. that there's a documentary about it, <laughs> you know. And then they say, you know what, <laughs> let's do that shit again. You gotta you know get credit for that. You know how badly you have to crash to get a documentary done about you? Like, If there's a man out there that could have a company crash so badly that there's a documentary and he goes and tries to make that company again, then, you, then no one can tell that guy anything. And that is Vince McMahon. Yeah. That's proof to me. No one can tell him shit. It doesn't matter what happens. That motherfucker is fearless. And all he had to do was bring back the ice cream bars. Right? It's this could have all be been told. Could just brought back fucking ice cream bars. <laughs> he did bring them back, remember? We, we reported it a few weeks ago. We're getting ice cream bars. Oh, back. yeah. That's right. Right? We're good, oh, really? Man. Yeah, we're all we're all in there. Oh, you lucky sons of bitches. <laughs> they bring back the pyro, the ice cream. They bring back the pyro, the ice cream bars, everything. That's all that Saudi money. They literally brought back the 80s. Hogan's here and shit. It's amazing. Oh, fuck Hogan. 
Oh, come on, you can't fuck Hogan. Don't 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 not, you don't you start that. I mean, if you decide to, at least put a camera in the upper right hand corner of the room before. Right, get you some money, like get something. Out of it, like. <laughs> oh, you got the you got the splinter cell view. <laughs> oh God, banging Hogan, Pandora tomorrow. Oh Jesus. Oh my goodness. <laughs> fucking fucking Roxy walks in. Oh, here's the. Pew! forgot about that sound <laughs> oh my god oh shit Hogan rocks it. Hogan turns around a little exclamation point pops up <laughs> let me tell you something Roxy oh god fucking Roxy's doing cartwheels like naked rain it'd be great oh my god oh Jesus Christ you thought about this way too much I wish I could tell you I did not at all <laughs> 90% of the shit I hear is Right off the top of my head. <laughs> I'm ashamed of it every day, but I mean, hey. Some wrestling marks would be crazy, man. I'm sure that there's some heterosexual marks out there that would fuck Hogan if they could. Right? Ooh. They act like they wouldn't, but let's be real. <laughs> if that motherfucker, if they, knew it, if they knew it was Hogan and not Terry, they'd do it. Oh, no. Was, <laughs> no. they turned down Terry. They wouldn't turn down Hogan. That was without us even having an official Hulkster flow. <laughs> I feel bad. Like I didn't know that we were gonna have one. It was like we blew the whole segment. We just kind of segued into it. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it preemptively. Fuck it. I got a flow. You got a what? I got a flow. I got a flow. You got a flow. So let it go. Yeah, brother. Okay, here we go. We redeemed it. Yeah, there we go. Now it's okay. <laughs> hey, Rocky's first hole. <laughs> a backwards Hulk oh, to flow. The, in, the the intro came at the end. We were done talking about Hogan when we played the fucking intro. That was a flow hoaxer. There you go. He hasn't done any dumb shit lately. Come on, Hogan. What is this? <laughs> you know, you know what the funny thing is. He, he's been he's been too busy. He's been too busy watching everybody trying to hate on him on Twitter. My favorite because they're, yeah. they're still not over it. My favorite to this day, and it's so petty. I'm such a child about it, but with all the dumb shit, that my favorite to this day is when that guy tweeted balls deep in Brooke to him, and he retweeted it. <laughs> Yo, there's sometimes when Hogan just doesn't pay attention. It's like, brah, you really got to look at what you're doing on that thing. Right. That thing is, can be more dangerous than a fucking firearm. You can't just be in there pressing buttons like that. I knew something went wrong because it was like I had to look to make sure. I was like, no way. I clicked the account. Like in my in my perfect world, he realized too late, and it's like, oh no. Well, that kind, that's the kind of shit that makes me believe in God, man. Like, what are the odds of like that happening the way that it did? And it was just like, seriously, balls deep in Brooke. Is that what you tweeted? <laughs> oh, you can tell he's kind of, you know, that he's in charge of his own account. Yep. That he might have thought that it was either one of two things. Either he didn't know what that meant or. It was because if you recall, <laughs> yeah. that was when wasn't Brooke like the the GM or something, or she was running the women's the knockoffs division in TNA or some shit. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because I know she just did a promo on Impact. Whatever reason, I just remember it was then. It was just a lot of people were tweeting about her. He could have just been retweeting random ones, just assuming they're all positive, and that one slipped in there, <laughs> balls deep in Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> Your choice of Brooke. Oh, ah, that guy, man. Come on, we gotta look. look Got to check Hogan's Twitter more often. It's so much fun to be found. He's retweeted right. us, though, so I mean, that's cool. He, yeah, we've, gotten some, we've gotten some good Hogan retweets in the past. You know, who the hell knows if he's reading them? 
<laughs> yeah. All, all I'm saying, Hogan, I asked on Skype, man. We'll get you home. Like, we'll, we'll have a fun time. That'll be the greatest episode ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I can't believe how late this story is. I thought I'd, I, if anything, I thought I'd be hearing about this like in 1999. But Scott Steiner apparently had a serious health issue regarding his heart where he collapsed. Yeah, he collapsed out of the impact tapings here in Atlanta. Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> and I, like I don't Scott mean to Steiner. laugh, but it's not funny. But it's it's like, not Jesus. funny, but let me fucking tell you something. Big Papa Pump. I don't know if you guys remember back when they were just the regular Steiner brothers and they were a tag team. Yeah. When he had that heel turn oh. and turned into Big Papa Pump, every day of Nitro, I was waiting for him to die. Because, <laughs> you know, because he says, I've heard him in interviews say he's never done anything, like no kind of juicing, nothing crazy. If by some fucking miracle he's a genetic freak, then I feel bad, but I'd have my doubts with the way he looks, oh. that that's normal. And that's an understatement because there are people who just be like, that motherfucker's on steroids. I'm trying to just say that I have my doubts. I'm going to keep it classy. But when I first saw that heel turn, the way he looked compared to his old body, it's fucking crazy. Like, it's, I used to think he was going to die every day. <laughs> He's just waiting. Like, Look, at there's an old picture of him. I'm going to put up an old picture first because he, he's... he's you, you won't even believe this is the same person. That's a, like, yeah, from that this and like... Like, it's just so okay, difficult wait, no, for, me to, for me to look at him and believe him. <laughs> you know? Like, you lying, man. You don't, you don't look real. Like You're fucking I'm lying. I'm telling you, if this man ain't on the juice, that's a hell of a fucking glow up. Look at this. If, if he's not on the juice, that motherfucker sleeps at the gym. Like, <laughs> yeah. You heard a sleepwalking. That man is sleepwalking. Like, come on. Jesus Christ! Like, I saw like my first Raw. I saw Scott Steiner live. I could see his vein from my seat. Oh, genuinely, it's like the Great Wall of China. It's, it's fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> his, vein, his veins look like if you zoomed in on a penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. They box surgery, right? Yeah. Look, look at how fucking veiny this guy is. He is colossal. Like, I, like for the people who've never seen Scott Steiner in person, it is a sight. All right, it's like seeing Bigfoot. Like the first time you see it, it's like, oh my god! <laughs> and the fact that he didn't die is the only reason why I questioned his honesty about it. Because it was like, yeah, I can't believe it. Like I used to think back in two thousand one, holy shit, Scott Steiner's not dead. Every and you know, it was for years. I'm not even making this a joke or anything. But as a wrestling fan, every so often, I would say between when he first turned into this Scott Steiner in '99 and probably like two thousand fucking. 11 every so often i would just think wow scott steiner's not dead i swear to you you know like just because it looked like someone so many people that haven't done it to that level are dead god fucking toast people who never even looked like they did it right mm. no his brother wasn't on the juice mark remember his brother no. looked regular to the to the final day that we i've seen that guy that guy just stood the same there's the only yeah, one who, who rick, Stein, rick steiner's always looked like you think he just looked. You know, this guy has the fucking Tagoro look to him now. Like he's no longer even like the same thing. <laughs> oh god. You know? hundred percent power. Yeah, this is my full power now. So uh yeah. Like fucking anyway. guys like 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 example like Tess didn't look that ripped, Tess died. Yeah, yeah, Tess died from that shit. I mean I mean Tess had that freaking Super Saiyan Roid belly and eat an impact, but I mean yeah, but the problem is if you don't train on right, you are gonna just look fat in you. Do you know what I mean? You you're gonna look fucking bloated as oil. But like, yeah. 
Honestly, God, I'm, I'm still looking at this picture. I'm just like, fuck me, him and his you brother. Can, it's like night and day. You can see the years on him in the second one. Like, you, mm-hmm. like you can see all those years at WWE. I, I see that WWE push in his face. <laughs> he ain't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a look of a man wow. who ain't been right since that push. Or like a man sort of WWE booking. I'm a little, I'm I, like, was, I, I see the fucking test and Scott Steiner angle. I was watching some <laughs> convention recently where that the Bucks were on. And it was one of those things like for anyone who's ever used television YouTube, you know, like it'll autoplay like the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like I left the room and I came back to this. I can't tell you what it was. It was, it was recent though. The Bucks and Omega and all of them, the elite were at like a convention answering questions. And uh they spoke about how they first got together with Jericho and everyone. And like they sat at uh the back of like a red robin or something, or I forget what the franchise was. Oh, it was an Applebee's, right. And uh that's where they decided to make AEW. They were just like at the back of an Applebee's and Jericho was like reluctant at first, like when he even meeting them there. He was just like, really? Like, we're going to do this right here in Applebee's? You know, <laughs> like, like he was just a little surprised, like how casual it was and everything. And they just talked about how uh, every now and then he would uh, ask them, like, if they were going to WWE. Like, they he never really believed them when they were like, yeah, we're going to all stay together and we're going to be loyal to each other and do this shit. And uh, Cody as well, I even said at one point that he already had, like, speeches written out, like, during the Rumble, you know, like, texted to them in a draft that he probably still to this day has that he hasn't sent, like, just congratulations, guys, blah, 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 blah. You know, because everybody kind of thought it was just a thing where they pulled the trigger. And it made them realize that there are two kinds of people um, that are that are in their locker room. You know, people who are like them, where, you know, they say that they, you know, they're the kind of people that they've never known that backstabbing upbringing. They kind of just do what they say they're going to do. And that is it. It's simple. And they're like, so there's two kinds of people in the back. Those, the people that just do what they say they're going to do and they're trusting. And then the ones that have PTSD, you know. And as soon as he said that, they all popped up like, yeah, I know what you mean. Because they were talking about like the WWE guys, you know, like anyone that was in that company has PTSD when it comes to business. And they're looking over their shoulder and they they have that. That's how Scott Steiner looks like. Looks like he's been in that fucking yeah. locker room. And he looks like somebody who's been in, you know, who's been in that locker room and put up with their bullshit, you know, um, to the point, to the point, and we'll get to his condition. Spoiler alert. He's okay. So we're not going to be, it's not going to be getting too morbid. We'll get to his condition. But, uh, ironically, Scott Steiner was interviewed recently. Um, he was on radioinfluence.com and it was a long one. I'm going to link you guys to the entire podcast to listen to, but I want you to hear, um, this was Sitting Ringside is the name of the show on RadioInfluence.com. I want you to hear what happened when they asked him about his time in WWE. I thought this was great. You sounded excited about the possibility of WWF back then. Uh, any any idea what went wrong? Same thing that went wrong and everybody else that went from WCW. Look at what everybody did. He Triple H beat everybody. You know, Kevin Nash went in and he did a DQ. Then he got beat. But he, uh, Sting got treated worse. He had one match with them and he was done. You know, that's the thing when, you know, the, when a guy's a mark and he wants to beat everybody and who is a legitimate pussy, you know what I mean? I mean, Wikipedia don't lie. I mean, seriously, look what he's done. Nothing. Then he got a professional wrestler and then, oh, that was his, you know, that was his time to shine. Of course, you know, it does help, you know, banging the da- boss's daughter. So, you know, he took advantage of everything that he could and he beat everybody from WCW. Why? They treated everybody like shit. And we're all in the same business, you know. You know, like wrestling is a, is a s- s- small knit community. You know, like it's a brotherhood. 
but you're going to treat us bad because we wrestled for somebody else? I mean, it made no sense. And now it's biting them in the ass. They would, they would kill, fucking kill for half the ratings that they had when we had the Mighty Night Wars. Look at them. It's biting them in the ass and fuck them. They got what they deserved. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Like, Triple H beat everybody who was a top guy in WCW, one after the other after the other. He he went through that shit like it was the Kill Bill list. Yeah. <laughs> he went through that shit like a fucking Hitman game. Fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember his run. Yeah, we we all remember the fucking shitty No Way Out and Royal Rumble matches. We remember those ones. Fucking to be the pose off. Oh, to be fair, you know, I always got to be objective here. As funny as that was, to be fair, if you go back and look at Scott Steiner, and a lot of us are younger in our, in our community here, that might not um have been completely unlocked from the Matrix the way that you are now, where you get wrestling, you get spots, you get the weight, what makes a good match, what gets a bad match. If you fucking go back and watch Scott Steiner during his run with Triple H, it's some of the worst shit like I've ever seen in my life, and it's all yeah, Scott it's Steiner's painful. fault. He's terrible by this point. He lost, I don't know if it's because his body's so big or what, but it is some of the hurt. But it is so funny to watch the botches that he does because they are cartoony as fuck. It's the kind of stuff that you can't fix where it's like there's no hope. Like he you would straight up bust his ass. Like there were times. <laughs> you know what my favorite one is? We gotta make a highlight reel. He would, which one's your favorite? I gotta hear. I, you probably know the one. It was during the test and Scott Steiner feud. When he tried to jump from the ring apron to test, and he missed him by like a mile, and he fell. Yeah, I remember. He, he, just, <laughs> fell. he just fell on the apron. His body just slumped over on the apron. That motherfucker like, oh jumped and said, "He." <laughs> you know what? My he jumped favorite. Jumped off the apron and hit test in the ankle. <laughs> my favorite was when he hit Triple H with a suplex, and he himself fell. Oh. <laughs> It was like he hit it and then he fell. Like he just couldn't keep his body upright. He was like a little toy, you know, those little robot toys that fall over. He was like a fucking little he, toy. He gasped so bad in matches with Triple H. Yeah, and it's not to say he's the best promo guy either. You know, he's good when he can talk shit, sure. But so yeah, but his stuff just looked really rough then. So he can't really say too much, oh. man. At the end of the day, in his case. It wasn't like it was just oh, just burying another WCW guy. He, he was not that good at this point. With the other guys, I can understand it because I guys like Booker T, Nash, they never had a shot in hell when they jumped over. But yeah, with, with his case, he could not keep up. <laughs> no, he really couldn't. And uh, and that's the guy whose move is the Hurricane Rana, right? The fucking Frankensteiner. Yes. <laughs> The Which, I mean, it's impressive for somebody who's built like that to be able to do that shit. But right, still. but he wasn't built like that when he first started doing it. Yeah. That's why I think when he did it that one time in TNA, everybody popped so hard. It's like, he's still doing this? You know what? I was going to try to find the botch, but honestly, when you type Scott Steiner botch, there's just so many that you, we would never oh, find it. We would just I never mean, find it. Wait, wait, which one were you looking for? Uh, anything with the Triple H era. To me, the times he fought Triple H were the best just because Triple H say what you want about him, but he's such a ring general and he's such a solid working guy. That watching him trying to give his best shit out there and this guy's flopping all over the place was just priceless, man. It's like that to me, Triple H to Steiner must have been how Hogan felt to HBK. You know, where it's like, oh my God, I'm just not going to, this is fucking terrible. (laughs) It is just awful. The, 
the math promo is the best thing that he's ever done. That that one promo, which oh my god, yes. Yeah, but how many takes do you reckon that took? Because when that you, was probably when you hear him speak normally. You think to yourself, "There's absolutely no way that that was done in one fucking take." Let's <laughs> be real. No as, as off the walls as that was, I, I I highly believe that was one shot. Really? Because like I like it, it's believable for me that it's like you know what, just let him go. Just let him go. Just let him do what he's got to do. Let him do it. Like, just... <laughs> that was literally the highlight of his career, in my opinion, anyway. It's still the, the one man. of the fun... You know what makes, that, what makes that promo so funny is that the longer it goes on, when you think about it, the more sense he was making. Yeah. You... <laughs> maybe, maybe to himself. You're looking at it and going like, what the fuck? I'm sitting there going, this motherfucker doing mad. <laughs> I've never seen a promo do that before. I'm I'm sat there listening to this fucking promo, and it's like that that um that snapshot scene from The Hangover when uh-huh. um, when uh Zach Alpha what I can't even pronounce yeah, it, and he, you can just see all the algebraic equations going around in his head. But I'm sat there, that's me, and I'm just going, "What the fuck? This guy's actually making sense." We need a uh, a petition. For him to be in the Hall of Fame, right? We do. Like, and you know what the funny thing is? He does it on one on one condition. He has to cut his. He has to cut a promo on his percentage of being ever in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Even though they'll never do it. I mean, he just now talked shit about them. Like right now, we yeah. sat here and listened to him talk major shit about. But, them. but then again, <laughs> it does give me some kind of hope because I mean, Ultimate Warrior and the Honky Tonk Man are both in the Hall of Fame, so. Yeah, but look how long never that's say never. Honky Tonk Man, I kind of can't believe because I've heard him say really crazy stuff about people, like accuse people of doing gay stuff and just nasty, crazy, weird things. Well, Ultimate Warrior bashed dude. every kind of lifestyle under the sun, and now he has his own fucking wing. Yeah, he was also one who like portrayed all kinds of different, like like, like people give Hogan shit, and I'm like, but you forget that Warrior's still in there. Like <laughs> they let you believe what they want you to believe. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I mean, glad he's okay and starting to get better. So it's like, yeah, that shit was scary when I first heard that. You don't want to believe it. I was a little late with that, but I couldn't wow. rest. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. I was like, he's going into. Mister R. Kelly agrees. Oh my god. <laughs> so um. <laughs> <laughs> that was that her? Was that her just realizing who that was? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> that was the greatest fucking sound you guys see the fucking rock to say, <laughs> You don't wanna believe it. Sinisha <laughs> just went all oh, Kelly went, oh. <laughs> oh my god. The best thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if you see it, Rick. Somebody made like a it was like almost like a rap video of that uh, interview. Oh my god. This is not, doesn't oh, even you. make sense. Oh God! Give me a say. It, it, it'll only take a minute, but dear God, I... get it ready for for after we wrap up this fucking Steiner stuff. So Steiner, yeah, he apparently collapsed, and uh, the condition at first was considered very serious. He this was in the locker room after he was in uh, an Impact Wrestling show in Atlanta. Bear with me because I'm reading the details for the first time as you guys are hearing about it. Uh, after that, Brad Shepard updated us later on and said that uh. He's now stable and expected to recover from what was a legitimate life and death situation. He stopped breathing at one point and they had to shock his heart. That's and, uh, fucking scary. 
Tommy Dream. Wow, yeah. Tommy Dreamer said, I'm at the hospital right now with, with Scott Demore and uh, Joey Ryan. Scott Steiner's doing well and under great care. Say a prayer for Big Papa Pump. Holla if you hear me. Then Scott Demore said, for all concerned parties, Scott Steiner is okay. His family is grateful for everyone's concern and support. PW Insider then reported that Scott Steiner is going to be undergoing a heart procedure. And uh, he, w- he was hospitalized in stable condition. His wife tweeted out saying that she'd like to thank everyone at Impact Wrestling for taking such great care of her husband. Uh, and then she tagged Tommy Dreamer and Scott Demore and uh, a bunch of other people, Joey Ryan, Impact, and so on. They appreciate the well wishes, thoughts, prayers, and he will be making 100% recovery. So uh, to me, the scariest thing about that is that, yeah, his heart stopped and they had to shock him back to life. Holy yeah. shit. The other scary thing. Is that you always hear about all these guys that did all these steroids to their body dying, right? But you never hear if there's anything that the ones that are still here can do to fix the damage that was done. Like, there might be, and I'm no doctor, but I'm just, since I've never heard it mentioned, you never heard wrestlers undergoing any kind of reversal therapy in regards to that kind of shit. So I'm under the assumption that whatever you, when you decided to do steroids, you pretty much just signed your lease and that at some point in your life, it's going to fuck you up. And that there's not really like a way to reverse the kind of damage that you did to yourself. It's no different than like crack or, or, or alcoholism or anything where like you, you're too far gone from doing it too much where like it just kind of shortens your life is I guess what the scary part of steroids is. Yeah. Like you kind of, you kind of put you on almost like a time limit. It's, yeah. Ooh, yeah, it's it. Cause I almost feel like, um, when you look at the situation with Eddie, I know Eddie had a large heart when he died. I know a lot of that thing didn't come from like his past uh, addictions. Like it permanently fucks you up and it puts you on almost like I wouldn't call it a timer, yeah. but it definitely takes where you probably could have gone and it drags that back forward a little bit. Like it, it is some scary shit. It is. Like, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh God, we're gonna lose Steiner too!" Like I, in, I, in, I, 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 maybe it's just because we've seen so many people die in the wrestling world. I instantly went to the worst place. I was like, "Oh no, we're gonna lose Steiner too." It's funny that you say that because getting back to what I was saying about how every year I would be surprised that he's alive again. Um, I actually just forgot about it after a while. I just like, yeah, all right, you know, I never thought about, I haven't thought for years about the fact that he survived, and then I reminded me, like, oh shit, yeah, Steiner, wow, wow. It caught up to him. <laughs> that was a, like Jesus Christ, because huh? it's like, eh, wow, that, it's so crazy. Like the fact, like we just said, like when his heart stopped and they had to shock him back, and it's like we were that close to losing him. Yeah, like that's some. Whew. What can they do? That's what I want. If anyone knows, or if anybody can answer me, like, what do you do? Like, if you're Scott Steiner and you want to live longer now and not have to worry about your heart stopping. What the fuck do you do? Right. Is there even anything you can do? I would hope there would be. Someone, so Google, rever- someone Google reverse the damage of steroids on this Google forever. See what we get out of that. A whole lot of propaganda. Right. And you know, there's going to be some people out there like, oh, I hope the fucker died. Like, no, no, no. No, nah, I hope he lives. Bad. Man. Yeah, anyway. I want Steiner here for a long time. Like, yeah, absolutely. He's always been. Like, I think I watched the compilation of like shoot interviews from his entire career. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like if you just let him fucking go, it's magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Very God. entertaining. And that's what this is all about: being entertained. Exactly. Mm. 
and God help us, the link's there. Oh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> it didn't take me long to find it. <laughs> it's in the chat? Yeah. This, this is what happens when you... I don't know who did this and who's responsible for this madness, but this is what happens when we let the internet run wild. Do we need visuals for this one? Um, The visuals make it funnier. Okay, so I'll put but, that You just gotta give me a minute yeah. to put it up on the Brunch Tron over here. Oh, no, you're good. It's the visuals I like most about this one, but yeah, it's... Definitely hope for a speedy recovery for him. Because, I mean, Scott Steiner has been one of my favorites since, even though I caught him in the WWE run, but still, like, he's been one of my favorites for a long time. Always been really entertaining to me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. People are going to be like, why are we calling it R. Kelly? Just because we played that one R. Kelly drop, it became a thing. Because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh over logic, damn it. <laughs> you write it down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. It's not about music. I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I can't do it. So I just don't want to believe the truth. You don't want to believe it. At this point, we briefly pause the interview to give Kelly a moment. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whoa. Wow, that was a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> the SpongeBob part breaks me every time because how odd point it is. That was awkward as fuck. <laughs> wow, oh, I can't even see that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> I haven't watched that in so long. Holy shit. Hmm. One of the all time classics, <laughs> huh? It's good to visit the classics. Unbelievable. All right. So, in other news, let's talk about awards. A lot of people are getting awards and shit around here lately, right? I don't know why. You got, uh, you got thrown out this past week. Yeah, you got AJ Styles who got the uh, the award for uh, what the hell did he get it again? It was like the Sports Illustrated Award or something. Yeah, he got Wrestler of the Decade. Wrestler of the Decade. Let's see what this is. I'm bringing it up on the screen right now. He has Sports Wrestling Illustrated. Uh, PWI. Wrestler of the Decade. How do you guys feel AJ Styles Wrestler of the Decade? I can't disagree with it. I mean, everywhere he's ever been, he's been the best. I think the one hiccup he realistically had was... Uh, his second run in ROH, he couldn't get the title off of Jay Lethal, but I mean, it was Jay Lethal at that time. But, I mean, he's, he he ran TNA virtually the whole time he was there. Then he came over here, and it only took him not even a year to be a world champion, and then he had the world championship again for an entire year. Like, AJ has had this, had this knack of even this long in the business, he can still be pretty much the top guy just about anywhere he goes. I don't disagree. I mean, I think it's 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 worthy becoming of him, but I think it would be nice to see who the other contenders were because I don't know. I think I think Jericho should have been there personally. But uh, I mean, Jericho was, 
is a good choice, but I mean, I do feel like AJ Styles has been one of the all-time greats of like the past ten years, specifically. Jericho's legacy oh, probably yeah. spans back further. Yeah, with Jericho, more overall career, he'd have it over AJ. But if you look yeah. at the past, if you look at the past decade, I think Jericho only won the world championship like twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. Where, whereas, whereas AJ won like two or three or four of them. So. AJ carried TNA on his shoulders during the good years. Of yeah. course, yeah. He, yeah. he won every championship multiple times. We need to have his his proper uh, music in here while we talk about Mr. Wrestler of the Decade here. If I could find it, because I hate the yeah, WWE theme. No, yeah, I, I'll, I'll I'll get it. Oh, you got okay. you got to do everything. I'm sure, I could. Question is, there's so many fucking AJ Styles themes that you don't. You don't yeah, but then again, I think like besides his original one, not not the freaking Born in the USA shit, not that one, but uh, that and a uh, Debbie God were my probably my two favorites. Oh yeah, the New Japan Bullet Club demigod. Yeah. Well, let's see which one we got here first. I hear how fucking slow this whole thing goes. Sorry. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> here we go. I gotta be honest. I actually like his theme with WWE. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're still the best. Uh, I don't know. I have to hear Evil Ways again. Yeah. But yeah, this was dope for AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Evil Ways was pretty good as well, though. Like, I still think, I still expect that when I hear him come out. Just because of all the years yeah. of it. I'm pretty sure that the one that he has in WWE, even though uh, it fits him, it, it must have been a pick a theme, you know? Yeah. My yeah. like, God, right, kid, this is what we got. <laughs> pick one and don't forget to save. <laughs> but yeah, when I look back at his years, especially in TNA, he was their top guy. He was the reason most people were tuning in for a while when you really think about it. Yeah. True. He was he was the first ever X Division champion. He was the first ever X Division superstar to win the world championship. He won it on multiple occasions. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if you go back to Ring of Honor, he was a big guy there. You know. Yeah. Like he he he's been the he's been one of the big guys everywhere he's been. Yeah. Oh yeah. They made a huge mistake when they uh when TNA didn't resign him. And then the way they tried to send him out the door didn't do him any favors either. No, not at all. After that, I told you guys that after that, no matter who they released, my response was always, I can't believe they released AJ Styles. People are like, I can't believe they released AJ <laughs> James Storm. I can't believe they released AJ fucking Styles. <laughs> I can't, it was like for like a year. I can't believe they didn't re-sign Robert Roode. I can't fucking believe they didn't re-sign AJ Styles. Like, every, that was my like at that point to me, it was like, everything's gone to hell. It's like, it, like nothing that they do. To, like, the fact that they let him go of all people, it was like, yeah, you guys are fucked now. I knew that was the beginning of the end. You know what I mean? Like, it literally was a make or break thing. There was nothing that they could have. Think about it. When was the last time? After AJ Styles, who surprised you when they, when they didn't fucking get to keep Nobody. The because at that point, all bets are off. Like, anybody can go when AJ goes. It was like, why yeah. you guys are standing because of this guy? He's been here, like, from the. Like, when you look at TNA, look at the people who got fucked that were pretty much the backbone of that company. And I'm going to talk about that bad, shitty, wishy washy TNA at the end there. Like the good TNA, uh-huh. the hopeful TNA. Look at the backbone of people that they ignored over older guys. 
besides AJ Styles, you got James Storm, Robert Roode, Abyss, Samoa Joe, Eric Young, Christopher Daniels, Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, Austin uh, Aries, Austin Aries, even the Bucks for a while, Motor City Machine Guns. Mm-hmm. There were massive names there. Yeah. Petey Williams, fucking Xavier Woods' consequences, Creed. Yeah. <laughs> then AJ Styles goes. I can't, and I, I, can't say, I can't say Rhino because he's back. But... Oh. Yeah. Well, Rhino was everywhere, but I'm saying guys who you would tune in and it was like, I'm watching this because you can't see this kind of shit anywhere else. Those were those guys. I mean, when you look at it, the wrestler of the decade is one third of the greatest triple threat match probably in the impacts history was uh, the unbreakable three-way AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe. Yeah. People to this day still talk about that three-person rivalry. He's done a lot. He's well-rounded, you know. He's a well-rounded wrestler, more than most people that you see. And, and, anyway. he, and even in his older age, not being able to do everything he used to do, still doing quite a bit. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how old how old is AJ Styles now? I don't know, what is it, late 30s or, oh, or yeah. early 40s? You can't yeah, be somewhere in his 40s, right? I want to say. He can't be seen on. I'm honest. He yeah, this, is. This he'll is be forty-three in June. Right? Yeah, that's that's the ROH one. That's, that's the New Japan Bullet Club one. Yeah. This is my time, my grind. Papa, someone do this right. Open eyes, see the sign. Now I give it all I got. This is not what you think. This is nowhere near game to me. It's the air that I'm. Yeah, that one's cool too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Good stuff. Yeah. He just always had good music, no matter really, no matter where he's been. It's just the WWE of all the ones. It's kind of like that. Yeah. He just repeats the same line over and over again in loops and this loop. I could do that in here <laughs> in like five minutes. Say they don't want none. I'll loop it right now. No, I'm kidding. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be so <laughs> fucking obnoxious, right? Like it's only like kind of like it's only maybe what like four lines. So it's just <sighs> too much. Like. Mm-hmm. And even like Evil Ways, like Evil Ways was a really good song too. Like that. Uh, you're talking about emo AJ when when they emo they, AJ yeah they accused him they accused uh, him of, of fucking Claire Lynch you're the father of this baby AJ and he got sad because of it no no you remember no no, no uh, emo AJ showed up when um I think I can't remember who he lost to but the whole stipulation of the match was he couldn't challenge for the world championship for a year so he disappeared for like months and he just came back as like this pissed off AJ Styles. Yeah, and then and that, was, like, that was near the, the end of his TNA time. Yeah, and then they combined the two where he'd come to the ring half emo and then yeah. he would turn to the get ready to fly. He would, I, I remember because that, that got one of the best pops during the Ace of the Age era. You forgot? How could you forget the Claire Lynch thing where he was. We... <laughs> oh, it's fucking awful. Oh, God. Did you ever hear why that angle got killed off? The, didn't she work at Disney or somewhere, Richard? She worked somewhere and somebody recognized her. Yeah, and she was getting heat. She's like a, an attendant at Disney or something. She wasn't used to the kind of heat she would get from Marks when they would see her. Some shit like that. <laughs> the best part about that whole angle is the fucking baby shower. With Kaz borrowed the doll. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Kaz and Christopher Dennis Kazarian, they turned heel on him, right? And they, were, they, were, and they made the doll do the little fucking Styles <laughs> pose and shit. And they kept doing it, too. He trolled the shit. I remember that. Wow. That's messed uh-huh. up, man. Claire, the Claire Lynch angle was like a freaking head-on car crash. Like it's you watch it for all the wrong reasons. Because at first they tried to spin it like if AJ's fucking Dixie, and they had her husband show up, Serge, and he's like, "What's going on?" Yeah, he just <laughs> and Elizabeth just showed the fuck up. My name is Claire Lynch, and I'm a recovering addict. 
you know? It was funny because... I was like, what the fuck? It's weird, though, because when I... when That's what kind of gave it away for me when uh, they first did the suspicion of AJ having an affair with Dixie. Like, I thought, this is where the angle's going? That's very interesting. But then when I saw her husband, it was more like, well, of course she's fucking other wrestlers, but that's not what the storyline is going to be about. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Oh, God. That is fucked. (laughs) Of course she's fucking other wrestlers. Look at Surge. Even the cooking guy that that, that Gail Kim married can, can kick this can kick this guy's ass. The cooking guy will fuck you up. Oh, That's what God. they should have had at the, at, at uh, Slammiversary. The cooking guy versus uh Surge. Oh, <laughs> damn! Right, they haven't done it already. Anyway, next award, which I think they brought this up. Yeah, we're just going. Can you believe that this was about awards? It started with awards. Right, what the fucking Claire's Lynch and Surge. What's this next one here? They talked about the Sun Raw, right? The Triple H Lifetime Award. Yeah. How does yeah. that work? Can you explain to me the requirements for the Lifetime? I'm just curious. Fuck knows. You got to promote one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies. Like, he pr- he promoted well, many. <laughs> he promoted many over the years, man. When I think about it, <laughs> my, my favorite <laughs> one was during the the '99 SmackDown era when. Uh, Oh God! Yes, he was, he was at commentary, and Kane came out. He was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, he's like the devil, like in my new movie, End of Days." I was like, "Oh, that's good, <laughs> good shit." That was incredible. It was it was the most <laughs> direct, like like there was no segue, nothing, just straight to hey, watch my shit. I never even uh, heard him anyone say that about Kane, though. Ironically, even though it's Red Flame and just first time I've ever heard someone say, "Wow, he's like the devil." Hmm, yeah, you're right. Oh God! You don't hear that too often. He's the devil's favorite demon, but that came years later. Oh yeah. So he has oh, a lifetime rocking. achievement award, mm. and he ah, I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, I guess for all the things he did, promoting Arnold, being a good guy, I have no idea. We'd have to find out what the requirements are. Sometimes these awards interest me just because you don't know what the fuck causes it. I just know? don't. I don't understand. It says the prestigious lifetime achievement award for just being. I don't know how he's made such a big contribution to that industry. Well, he has the so developmental. He gave the performance center, uh, all of that kind of stuff. If they're talking about that, I'd imagine it would be, unless it's just like one of those random yeah. achievements. Unless you just bless your homies with it, which is what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Be interested to see who else is winner. Bless your homies with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? At first, I thought it was. I wasn't looking clearly. At first, I thought it was a title belt or something. But there's no strap to that. What the fuck is that? It's just a big ass plate. It looks like a bowl that you would put like chips on, right? Oh my god, Daddy's got a fancy salsa bowl, kids. <laughs> we eating like rich white folk tonight. <laughs> what is that gonna what is that gonna hold? The tears of the people he buries or the Kool-Aid for the, or, or the Kool-Aid he drinks? One or the other, right? His next WrestleMania, that's just gonna get used like a weapon. That'd be great. Oh, I wish he was still I wish he was still that guy. They would, right. use, they would use a fucking lifetime award as a weapon. Be the greatest pop ever, are you kidding me? 
I need the old Triple H. Remember that, remember that time fucking Schwarzenegger bitch slapped him so hard like he flew out of the fucking chair? I think that might have been the end of Dave's one, yeah. <laughs> that, <was laughs> like, that might have been the end of like, Dave's backhand. <laughs> he gave him one of them bitch better have my money slaps. Like he good with Triple H too, who sold the shit out of it. Oh, dude, he sold it like a G. It was amazing. I can't remember where I wanted to pop it on a clip of that, and I laughed so hard. Like, like he really made you believe that Arnold Schwarzenegger backhanded you. You come off the ground. Like, yeah. So last but not least, who's this? So Stephanie has an award for women in toys. That does not <laughs> sound so fucking good. good. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Maybe My uh, mind was already in the gutter. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know they give out rewards for that. <laughs> Hold on a minute. I maybe, I, maybe I should read some of this shit before I have the program in front of me, you know? Together, Hold I on, what? <laughs> Let's just fucking slow oh, everything down here a minute. That motherfucker said women in toys. Oh my god. Let's just... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> let's have a look. Let's read with comprehension before saying any more. Blah blah blah. Hmm. Okay, action, <laughs> action figures, action figures. Woo, okay. Yeah, action figures, Vince McMahon's real life action <laughs> figures. Uh, oh God, I'm crying. Yeah, Holy I guess shit. she had. She won some sort of award for the action figure. She must have some sort of dealings with that. It's good. Good for her. Let's see what the uh, see what the video is. I guess she had to go up and give a speech for this. Incredibly overwhelmed. Thank you for all of this. So I have uh, been working in WWE since I was about eight years old. I was a child model. You can look it up. It's pretty embarrassing. Um, I did not get paid, but yes, I, I did. I did start working then. And my mom was then the CEO of our company. And I think that that's incredibly important because for me, I always had her as my example. I always just assumed women belonged at the top of business. I assumed that they should be CEO. And it was actually my mom when she saw my brother playing with his GI Joes that had the first idea of, wow, we should have a licensing business for WWE. I think that our superstars would make great action figures. And here we are so many years later with our partners, Mattel. And, uh... Yeah, so... All right. Good choice of toys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so look at that. It was Linda who came up with the first toys. I'm gonna slowly (laughs) step away from this story. (laughs) There was no good way out of that one. I was looking for one, trust me. I can hear, I can (laughs) sense everybody trying to look for a good segue out of that. There was none. I was looking for an exit. I'd see a phone booth in sight, man. It was like, oh, (laughs) shit. (laughs) I fucking walked through the crowd. But apparently, some of these Mattel action figures have been delayed because Ringside Collectibles put a message on Instagram saying that uh, because of the coronavirus. Oh, that thing. Again. A lot of, I guess you do see Made in China with a lot of these toys. So because of the coronavirus, the WWE Elite 76 are now scheduled for mid-May. The the Series 107 are now scheduled for late April, whatever the fuck this means. Undertaker as 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 Kane exclusive 
back ordered is now scheduled for late May. Undertaker as Kane exclusive. So is it going to be an Undertaker oh. dressed as Kane exclusive figure? Yeah, it, it was that night that he dressed as Kane and snuck up on McMahon. For he, fucking what? His original, his wow. original gimmick though was um, Kane the Undertaker, wasn't it? That was his original. Uh, oh, when he first. It, Undertaker yeah, he used to be known Undertaker. as an alias as uh, King right, the Undertaker right. In the beginning, when they first, I do remember. That. I wonder if they mean the one that Destin sang or the one that you're saying, Roxy. Like, is it it's gonna be gotta Undertaker be the one Kane? I'm thinking of. But the, but she's yeah, right. He also like Undertaker when he first came out was called Kane the Undertaker very early on. That yeah. would be weird though. Cause I don't know what the attire for that would be. And then there's Battle Pack 64 also back order for early May. So all of this coronavirus stuff uh, has affected the toys and uh even the superstars apparently because they changed policies according to pw insider and now there's a no touching policy at signings so this would be a good time oh, to have classy oh. freddie blassie around remember he used to be like get your filthy hands off of me like we need that drop <laughs> because uh if you're if you're a superstar you can't like there's a policy now you can't fans can't touch you you can't touch them there's no shaking hands none of that shit like you guys don't touch each other and they're also not allowed near anyone from aw the next step when we come on here next week is he vince is just gonna have them all in bubbles remember boy in his bubble is gonna be like that just gonna be oh, in big God. fucking hamster wheels they're gonna be in zorbs remember zorbs they're gonna vince is gonna have them all <laughs> <running around. laughs> you gotta pass the picture through the hole at the top now that's fucking entertainment good god <laughs> Yeah, the superstars and roll them down to the ring. Roll them down. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that'll be how the heels get you. They fuck they they fucking popping you. The guys, oh. the baby flies all over. You know what the bad part about this is even with that safety precaution, Goldberg still gonna figure out a way to hurt himself. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. This dumbass gonna try to go through a spear and go through the fucking hole in his door. Look how Sasha Banks got around this entire thing. See, now she's wearing a nice pair of gloves with all these little girls. Very sweet of her. Yeah, kids touch you. I like these kids, just not that much. Yeah. You know, you know some of these kids nowadays don't even know how to wipe their ass properly. You can't take no precautions. I can't blame her. Like, I'd be wearing gloves, too, even if there was no corona. <laughs> we could live in a germ-free environment, and I would not touch kids without gloves. So, I would not touch kids, kids at all, actually, now that I think about it. So gloves is actually right out of the question. That's really creepy. <laughs> you know, gloves makes it weirder. Write it down. <laughs> gloves makes it weirder. It does. It just looks strange. At least you know, the best part of it is the fact that the way the way Proxy just co-signed on that. I thought, wait a minute, what the fuck you mean, close <laughs> baby? They do. Look at it. She the whole co-signed thing on that just so quick. The kids should have gloves, too. Yeah. They should supply WWE Corona gloves. I'm surprised this isn't marketed at WWEshop.com. Right. The fucking heel gloves will sell out now, you watch. <laughs> now you got to buy gloves in order to see wrestlers. And the wrestlers can't be near anyone from AEW. Get them gloves. There's a lot of rules to remember. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot still happening. This thing's affecting all kinds of stuff. WrestleMania, though, like, they already announced that they're not going to stop that for anything. They don't care if you die at the event. They said the health and safety of our fans, performers, and employers are our top priorities, and we are monitoring the situation closely with our partners and government officials in Tampa Bay. We remain committed to hosting WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium on, at, on Sunday, April 5th. And like other entertainment properties in the U.S., there are currently no plans to cancel or postpone our upcoming events. They want to make that shit clear. 
They do not care if everybody's wearing nuclear suits like in the beginning of The Simpsons. Because they can't afford to give out refunds. That's why. Of course they can. They could have to go back to Saudi Arabia one more time. Double down on Saudi Arabia. Super showdown too. It's like this shit could potentially cancel the Olympics in the long run. But fuck it. We're still going to do WrestleMania. You can die out here. It's fine. Yeah. Only Florida. I, I'm not convinced of the of the uh, severity. I hope I don't eat my word in the future. But I'm not convinced of the severity of that thing. Being that more people have been killed by the flu and the common cold is more contagious and a whole bunch of other reasons to believe that it's not that big of a deal. Mo- mainly killing people who are already unhealthy and old people. And, uh, you know. Well, we've upped our... Uh, we've upped our... Uh, um, our, our, I can't even think of the word of it, to be honest. Um, Your hygiene? Not our- yeah yeah we've, we've up that here today i think it was either today or yesterday the severity's gone from um well i think we're at moderate now or something like that yeah well you know and then there's the other thing where most people and it's coming to light now and i'm glad it is most people should clean their hands man like it goes to show how many people don't and people think it's a small thing when they say don't you know clean your hands but at the end of the day i'm someone who goes years without catching the common cold years and years a lot of the time you know my girlfriend's the same way a lot of people i know that do keep their hands clean go years and it's and i and but then i know people who it's like a thing catching a cold for them is like taking a dump or taking a shower like oh got that cold again yeah i got a cold time for a cold yeah just 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 getting over cold just just getting back under the cold just back with a cold recovering (laughs) from a cold back with a cold feel like i'm coming down with like the hell are you doing like i've gone years and years and years without getting a cold and it's because colds don't fly through the air they're not airborne you know it's not like the the germs can just fly and land on you it has to be on a surface and then you have to touch that surface with your hands and then somehow from there it has to get to your eyes your nose your mouth some sort of orifice in you you know what i mean it can't just be on your skin and do something you have to somehow get it inside of you when you really look at it that way do you know how hard that is that's a lot fucking harder than than it should be and uh it makes you wonder how many people are catching, how are people catching cold? If you're counting money, immediately after you count money, you sanitize your hands, alcohol your hands, do something with your hands. You can't count money and then go eat. You can't hold on to handrails, hot, hot spots, you know, stuff like toilet flushers, door handles, refrigerators, anything that has common ground, you know, you want to wipe that shit down. I saw somebody post on social media and I replied to, I normally don't reply, but I don't also normally don't see things this stupid written. But on Twitter, someone was saying, oh, what's with all the things with toilet paper? Why is everybody going crazy buying all the paper towels and toilet paper? And I replied to the guy. You could look on my my replies and see. And I said, because those are the two most common resources that we have when we want to constantly wipe shit down. I don't think I want to live in a world where people are going, what's up with toilet paper use? You know, (laughs) like, come on. You know what's up with toilet paper use. The fuck's the matter with you? That's a weird question to ask. Are we having this conversation? (laughs) <laughs> Step your TP up, son. <laughs> yeah, but it's like people out here fucking buying that shit up like we've got a pandemic and everyone's got diarrhea. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I haven't really followed like, the news of it. I've just saw people complaining about it. And I was thinking, well, of course, because you oh, can wipe anything with it. You can wipe anything happened. with toilet paper. Think about the easiest, most accessible thing in the world. Toilet paper and paper towels are ever. You can wipe shit down with them. That's why. It was just an easy thing. And the people that were like, what's up with it? That goes to show those are the motherfuckers that don't wipe things down. 
because I noticed I saw including, people including with, themselves. Yeah, like if like if they don't know, because I always have a whole bunch of paper towels and toilet paper. Like I wipe my keys, I'll spray alcohol. Like I keep alcohol in a spray bottle. I'll wipe my keys in front of me before I use them. Before I sit down to do the show with you guys, I'll just quickly because it dries fast. I'll just wipe over the key very briefly. Just wipe over, make sure that's clean. The microphone stuff like that. Like I'm not just gonna touch the same shit over and over again and not clean it. Maybe that's why I go years without having gold. You know, who would have thought? So when you look at that and then you look at stuff like the coronavirus, which also can't be airborne, there's no reason whatsoever to have to worry about that kind of stuff. It's also a myth that you can catch a cold from being out in the rain too long or out in the snow or any of that other stuff. Oh, it's I love only, that bullshit. It's only from a surface. So if you keep your damn hands clean, you you lower the factor. Then it's just down to who prepares your food. Because obviously if you go to Popeye's and shit and somebody sneezes in your your, your biscuits, you're fucked or somebody sneezes wipes their hand and that's the reason i really rarely have people prepare my food because that's the, that's what messes a lot of people up and they don't realize it if you're doing all these things and you're still catching cold probably eating out too often and i'm not talking about pussy you know <laughs> even though that might contribute too you never know potentially there's potential there too if that has if that shit start contributing some of y'all sons of bitches need to take a bath a great segment to have while Sasha Banks on the on the fucking screen <laughs> with gloves and kids. <laughs> yeah. Sasha Banks in the fucking background. Wipe your pussy. No coronavirus. This oh God, that is that is gaggly. clean, motherfucker. That is gag reflex disturbing. Like. <laughs> Good God, I'm pulling this down. <laughs> Anyway, but to make matters worse, according to Brad Shepard, they said that uh, there's a WWE employee under self-quarantine that was exposed to the coronavirus. And uh, no symptoms have been reported, but it's not someone who works at the main office. He came in contact with a carrier and a mass email was sent out about this quarantine. And I think we actually have the email. Oh, man, I almost wish we didn't because I don't like reading these big ass things. But let's see what we have here. Because they sent up. It's probably like some Skynet type shit, right? <laughs> the song we opened to is ironically by a band, Corona, for anybody that didn't know that. I didn't mean that either. It wasn't on purpose. I wasn't being smart. I just noticed. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. This was Corona. I genuinely thought that, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how things work around here. It was weird. As, I, I realized it as the intro was coming. Like, oh, shit. The band's Corona. That's right. Everything's Corona. Write it down. Oh my god. Alright, so what the hell does this thing say? It says While not at a stage where requiring employees to work remotely, we are reminded of the importance of preparedness in times like these in an effort to sustain business continuity should should working from home become necessary. Our technology team is assessing remote working capabilities. Technology will communicate further instruction and support so that you may plan accordingly. So they're basically saying, Guess what guys? You might get to work from home. You know, that's something to celebrate for them, you know, because we don't want you to die or catch any type of shit. Uh, let's see. This is several pages long. Jesus. Yeah, I know. It sounds exciting shit, right? Yep. Following public <laughs> statement to the to select media officers that have inquired about the upcoming events, the health and safety of our fans, performance and employers are our top priorities. Yeah, it sounds like the entire thing that they said in the other thing. Yeah. Also, they just basically copied and pasted their official statement smart move whoever does that just has that control c control v down shit they can't be arsed we just yeah. gotta say the official shit here then we got 
Corona email. Let's see what the third one says here. Third page of it. We have enhanced our cleaning procedures in high traffic areas to reduce the spread of germs. You will notice an increased number of hand sanitizing stations in public areas and conference rooms. Please continue to take advantage of these stations. Travel. In accordance with the CDC recommendations, WW is adopting the following guidelines until further notice. We're restricting business travel to any destinations designated as warning level three by the CDC. Currently, China. Let's see here. I got to bring that up on the full screen. And I have the overlay covering it. China, Iran, I think, what does it say? South Korea? I don't know. Go to the fourth page of this exciting story. If for any reason you've traveled to and or through any of the above countries, you will not be permitted to WWE offices for 14 days and should work remotely in accordance with the CDC. You should self-quarantine in your home. If you've come into contact with anyone who has recently traveled to the warning level three countries or has been diagnosed with the coronavirus, you must notify your manager or human resource business partner, not enter WW offices and work remotely for 14 days. Seek immediate medical care if you feel you have a fever, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Yeah. So then your health advice then. I love the fact that they've um, advertised, you could say, that they've got hand sanitizing stations. You just know that people are going to be rocking up, nicking that shit and selling it on eBay for like $100. <laughs> Quick <Yeah>. profit. <laughs> yeah, well, now's a good time to stock up. You don't even need the sanitizer part. Just use good old rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol will kill everything. Why, why dilute it with the sanitizing part? You want to sanitize? Take a bath. Let's kill germs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I put alcohol in a spray bottle. I spray that shit down. I shouldn't tell you my secret. Now alcohol is going to have a shortage. Oh, don't say that. I need alcohol. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I need my gin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. You're going to have to start wiping shit down with gin. <laughs> Fuck that. I'd rather die. <laughs> I like, did see somewhere, though, they said that alcohol will kill everything. So if you just go out and you just get yourself like a bottle of vodka and just stay constantly topped up with our shit, you'll be fine. Because <laughs> you'll just be like 99% alcohol. Now that I think about but it. You I've won't never, catch I've, no fucking coronavirus. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, I've never seen a sick Russian. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, see? Just Look get up there and get a, a couple of cases of corona. I wipe my hands and my liver with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Clean. One will kill me, the other one will clean. So fucking huh? Brush your teeth and gargle with vodka. Happy days. Oh God. Oof. <laughs> no one wanna come near you anyway. If you smell like our shit. Holy crap. <laughs> Alright, so according to Fightful, AEW contracts have gone through changes in the past few months because there are some stars who either aren't allowed to or want to work with independent companies, and there are some stars who can and can't, apparently. Uh, they said that AEW contracts are differing because of the fact that uh, they're getting a lot more TNT exposure. So the booking fees, for example, have increased. Like, it used to be that you could just uh, book these guys for indie-level money. They had permission from AEW to go to like the indies, go to whatever things you want to do and take whatever bookings you have. And like because they're contractor AEW, AEW would get a percentage to be a fee for licensing these guys off for these specific events. Now that they're on TNT Weekly, they're on a cable show. Now that has shot up. So it's harder. Not necessarily meaning you won't see them in as much of the indies, but you're not going to see them in as much of the smaller indies as AEW grows. 
because those booking fees become more expensive and now they have to license them out. So uh, some people been getting heat for capitalizing on this. One of those people being Nyla Rose, who uh, she tweeted out and she said, I'm going to say this as nice as I can. And an open letter to no one in particular. She types, um, <laughs> promoters, promoters who are reaching out to book me now because of where I am. Don't you dare say I'm trying to superstar you when I give you my fee and requirements after years of begging to be on your shows when I was asking less than a hundred dollars, sometimes 50 or even free. You could have had a bad bitch non-committal help you with your career just a little. You pose to hold me down, but you're holding me back. And that's the sound of me not calling you back. Bloop. Oof. So, uh, yeah, I guess. Damn, she hit y'all with the bloop. Yeah, sucked. <laughs> I never even heard of bloop before. But, yeah, I guess that's what it was. <laughs> I get it. By the end of it, I understood. So, yeah, I kind of get where they're going with this whole thing. Where, like, not just her, but I'm sure other people have gone through it, too. Where, like, you go to book the person. It's like, what the hell? That being said, I hope they at least keep the loyalty to their roots. Never forget the indie companies that were booking you for, you know, when for, like, little fees and letting you be part of things. Don't, don't screw them with those big fees. But I mean, I guess at the end yeah. of the day, it's contractual. AEW, I believe, sets that. You know, so. And they really, their notoriety should grow. That's what they want. You want your stock to go up. That's what this whole thing's about, is your stock going up. Exactly. You know, so their money goes up, their stock goes up. Uh, this is That means that shit's working when that happens. You know? On the other side of the spectrum, though, we have NXT and Tayanara Conti. She actually put out a video. Apparently, what, what I'm hearing here is this is her bitching about the fact that she's not, that they're not paying her good in NXT. That's the chick who put released on a shirt, right? After we thought she was released? Yeah. Yeah, let me see this. Mm. Well, I got it wrong, guys. Looks like the only numbers that cannot go up when my name's involved, guess what? Are the numbers in my contract? Just saying. I'm gonna Don't ag- <laughs> I'm gonna once again say stop being such a Conti. Like she <laughs> barely she's barely fucking been here, man. And we this is like the second or third time we're hearing about her complaining about owing something. There are people listening to this right now who don't know who the fuck that is. Who watch NXT on pay. regular fucking basis. Be careful. Eventually, they'll pay you no mind. Talk about pay. Yeah, right. They'll yeah, pay I'm you a job out on main event. I'm not even sharing that, that that one on social media. If you didn't see it here, you heard it at least for iTunes. Sorry, I want to tweet that shit out. What nonsense. Maybe that's the reason why they're not pushing her or paying her. She's fucking obnoxious. You don't remember her? Wasn't I, I, She was uh, She was in both May Young Classics. Yeah, what was her thing in the May Young Classic? Because I don't remember it. She was just like, uh, her thing has just been that she's, um, a, was that jujitsu specialist, I think? All right, cool. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she had a black belt in Brazilian jujitsu. All right, cool. I mean, that's nice and everything, but I don't think many people remember her. Good <laughs> for you. <laughs> she, she, she's what, she's what I like to call right. an NXT cannon fodder. When somebody shows up and just needs to get beat, she's one of the ones who usually shows up. You see, and that's what's messing things up. We have some of these younger guys in developmental who out of nowhere are just acting like they're old the world. And anyone who's watched, I haven't watched the FCW documentary yet. That being said, I watched every episode of FCW, so I lived that shit. So I know how long some of these guys were down in developmental before it even became oh. NXT. And then how long they were in NXT before they got called up. If you go back and watch FCW, your jaw will drop at some of these motherfuckers who were down there for what felt like an eternity. Not complaining. And you got Conti over here. 
angry because she should be paid for what? I haven't seen her on anything in like a really long time. No. Let it be, girl. Holy shit. I hope that's a gimmick. I hope that since she came out with that shirt that says released after there was rumors of her being released, I hope her gimmick is that she's playing a disgruntled, developmental, self-entitled cunt. Because if that's her gimmick, good job. <laughs> Doing really good. They're going to push you with that. Hope that's not really just your shooting. Because woohoo. <laughs> you do not know this business like that. Because if that's the case, bitch, you're going to miss every shot. They will fuck with you. Uh, they will fuck with you forever. You're going to be jobbing out of Santana Garrett every week before you know it. Then. You don't know the kind of stuff. They'll give you that television exposure just to job you out. Be careful. Mm. All right. Well, Goldberg... Bill Goldberg, no relation to Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> That's the greatest thing you will ever get on this show. I can't believe I brought back that old joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, Goldberg said that uh, he's when he was on the bump, which I can't watch. It's an hour and a half. It's just half of our show. But anyway, on the bump, he said that uh, you can listen to the detractors if you want, but I like to think that they're a minority and. In the end, the true wrestling fans will, will appreciate what I'm putting myself through so I can try to put a smile on someone's face and be a superhero. They've kind of painted me in the corner of being a heel on this one, but I'm, I'm just me. It is what it is. So, um, man, there's so much incorrect about this statement that I don't even know so, what to do. Um, like, how first of all, being painted a heel? let's like. take this one at a time. Let's take this one at a time. Wow, there's so much wrong here. Um, so he, so he thinks that, uh, so he thinks the fans that are detractors are in the minority. Well, then by all means, show me who the majority are that are like, okay, with this. I'm interested in talking to the majority because I don't think that there's a majority out there. Like, how would he say this to minority? I've also heard him say statements about how he thinks that people, uh, younger than him wouldn't be able to do the things that he's doing even at their age. And it's like, yeah, actually they are. They're, they're the superstars that are all around you in the same locker room. So, um, I, hey, hey, Goldberg, there's this guy named Matt Riddle. Um, he does the spear and jackhammer, but he actually does it right. Yeah, how dare you? you. So that's a problem there. You know, the true wrestling, and then to say that's disgusting. True wrestling fans will appreciate. True wrestling fans will not, sir. There is nothing wrestling about what you do. True wrestling fans are not going to value that bullshit. Are you kidding me? What a crazy argument! Like, I, 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 like, like, hey, um, um, Bill, if you're out there listening, I need you to learn the definition of the word minority. It means the least amount of people. There is no such thing as a level of people. Who are not just trolling that support you. Okay. Like I I, I like I, I could do half the sh- I, I I could rest I could probably replicate your entire WW WCW career by myself. You know why? Because you didn't do shit. Okay. We like, don't fucking like you. Fuck off. Like this is what happens when you believe your gimmick is real. Okay. Like <laughs> I've been saying it. For, I've, I've been saying it for months. The reason Matt Riddle talks so much shit about him is because he knows real. Real knows he truly doesn't have the balls to step to him. And if he did, real will rock his shit. You know why? Because real shit is for real. Did you see? <laughs> did you see that unofficial Matt Riddle shirt that's going around? I haven't seen it. Oh God! Oh God! Is there a picture? Let me see. Oh. Oh, I want to see this. I, oh my god, Matt Rill is about to soon be my, like, my, my number one favorite. Holy shit. Okay, so this is the front of it. I'm going to bring it up on the new screen, the big screen here. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's, 
it's imitating Star Wars A New Hope for anyone who's not watching. I'm going to share on the social media. And instead, it says Matt Riddle, a new bro. But like, <laughs> but like in the same font as Star Wars A New Hope. Apparently, I guess this is a this is a very indie shirt. Literally, like obviously WWE didn't uh put this shirt out there. Matt oh Riddle, my god, I love it. That is bro. funny. Look at how funny that is. But the back of it is where he really goes, little ham. Whoever did this, you bring up the back here. Anticipation is magical. <laughs> oh god, it has the crawler like Star Wars Episode Four. It says. <laughs> It says episode four, a new bro. It is a period of civil war. Rebel bro striking from an NXT base have won their first victory against the evil main roster. During the battle, NXT spies manage to steal secret plans to the main roster's oldest weapon, Goldberg. An overrated XWCW Steve Austin wannabe with enough power power go about three minutes per match pursued by the main roster's twitter police matt riddle hit spears and jack knives the likes of which goldberg can only dream of yes yes i'll buy 10 wow holy shit and for, and first of all you're being kind of generous with three minutes he blows up after two seconds and matt riddle that obviously mother, that motherfucker gets to his entrance and is tired matt riddle obviously is the one who shared this shot out so even if he's not responsible for it he made that shit known Anyone listening on iTunes, I'm going to just drop this thing. It's, it's on our Twitter. Just check out, check the Twitter. For oh, the, my God. For the official link for Mario. Oh, my God. Whoever you are out there, if you, it, just know we appreciate your work. That's beautiful. Yes. I don't know who you are out there, but you deserve an award, sir. Yeah, absolutely. And it's true. Like, fucking Goldberg's career is a joke. Nothing about Goldberg has ever been special. He stands in the pyro. Goody fucking goody. It's not even a joke, because jokes are fucking funny. It's just a fucking shambles. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. God. Oh, like. This fucking, do you know what? I could genuinely, I could just fucking ramble on for about three hours straight. We could do a whole show. On... We... Like, I wouldn't get tired. I wouldn't even come up for fucking air. We could yeah. do a whole show on just everything wrong with Goldberg's career. Spartan Jesus. Mm. The person who made this is a hero. Yes. <laughs> like, like he, you see, Goldberg is the kind of person, he's so delusional, he doesn't realize fans just like to chant. When people, yep. could, when people couldn't stand Enzo near the end of his WWE career, they were still doing the bit along with him. You know why? Because they just like to chant. None of them actually like you. <laughs> And the fact that they be like a chant is a little bit delusional. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It definitely is. Like he's not good at anything. He's never been good at anything. The only difference is is that WCW was just really good at hiding that shit. But mm-hmm. the second he walked in the door in WWE, he was fucked. Oh yeah. Because ain't nobody go deal with that minute and a half, three and a half move bullshit here. You go work when you come here. And the problem is, your old, untalented ass ain't never been able to work. Well, according to him, he had very little time to prepare, and now he has four weeks, so it'll be different. What? See, he's <laughs> his own hype like this. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Jesus Christ. This man just said he had very little time to prepare between him dropping the Undertaker on his head. And then half-ass suplexing the fiend. Mm-hmm. What? 
If a year is not enough time for you to prepare, your old ass needs to stay home with your kid and watch your DVD, all right? You can lie to him. You can't lie to us. But the thing is, is that he's lying, but he believes his own lies. Therefore, he thinks it's fucking gospel. Oh, my God. The guy's fucking deranged as fuck, man. I tell you what. I mean, and the fact that he was starting on fucking Macaulay Culkin as well, like we referenced that last week. The fact that he's starting on Macaulay Culkin just goes to show how fucking weak this fucking twat is. Motherfucker, Macaulay Culkin could have a house full of traps in the time it takes you to get ready to do a three-minute match, all right? (laughs) Don't you come for the Culkin, all right? Yeah, you know, like what's his problem of all people? He's like, he's so fucking delusional. Him and like the two people who still think he's legit are fucking delusional. Like, I just get the out of your ass, dude. Like, like, one of these days, I'm telling you, people still worry about Riddle getting fucked up. One of these days, Goldberg will catch himself in the wrong, in the wrong place and Riddle will show his ass just how untalented he is. Like, well, I mean, he's fucking old, though. It's just yeah. he who doesn't know that he's old. It's not like it'd be a surprise, like, oh my god, this young martial art guy kicked your ass that's huge and gigantic and really athletic and you, you got winded. This motherfucker was winded in the in the backstage fallout. You know? It's like, because like, it's like, it's so funny that with Goldberg being back, me who a person who I haven't liked Brock in years, I have more of an appreciation for Brock. And it's not even because of the fact of the way Brock does, because I mean, we saw Brock run through Ricochet in a minute and a half. But like we said last week, Brock can go those long matches. He just doesn't like to. Goldberg can't go long matches because he just can't. No, he can't at all. Like, like if if they told Brock, hey, I need you to give me 30 minutes, Brock will try to give you 30 minutes. He'll give you about the best 30 minutes he can give. You tell you tell Goldberg, I need 10 seconds. He'll be like, how about this? You take two and a half if I feel like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's it's so bad. <laughs> and it gets worse every time. Like give the Undertaker as much shit as you want. At least the Undertaker's ready when he comes back. Mm-hmm. I just this I just I don't understand. He's just oh, he's all different kinds of special. Like legit. I mean he's fifty two years old and he's still out here thinking he's twenty two. Even then he he's only fifty two. Yeah, shocking enough. He's two years older than Triple H and four years older than R-Truth. Like, come on. And he's, what, like three years younger than The Undertaker, nearly? Thereabouts? The motherfucker moves worse than Ric Flair. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. You said 52. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, I guarantee you right now you put Vince on a match on this day and age, Vince will probably have a better match. Like, That's crazy. God. I just, oh, yeah. I just don't get it. I just, oh, wow. Yeah. Other news, a side story here. I just thought this was kind of funny. Um, Brian Alvarez, uh, he started talking about how come the Canadian destroyers being used more frequently in WWE. And they said that there was like a takeover or something and that Vince was there. And somebody during TakeOver did a destroyer. And Vince was like, God damn, why don't we do those moves on the main roster? And then pretty much that was it. <laughs> and now they just all over the main roster. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> now we're just going to literally milk the shit out of it until we get bored. You know what I will? I have to give Vince credit. The fact that even he sees how cool that move is. 
Yeah, like, but, I, but I agree though that he does, that, that he does fuck right. it up because I found it weird that as strict as they were all of a sudden I was like man these things happen all the time and it's like I totally could see that happening you know he's just sitting there watching monitor god damn do you see that and you know what you do that? 10, you, <laughs> I guarantee 10 bucks says it was Adam Cole yeah probably I mean I, Ten, I mean right when he said it was at NXT I was like yep he saw the pay him on Sunrise so now everybody's allowed to do that shit which yeah, I always I thought it was it. silly that they weren't allowed to do it anyway. Like, yeah, accidents happen. I get, you know what I mean? You don't have to ban moves. You know how long? Think about all those years that we weren't allowed to do pile drivers. Yeah. I'm telling you, all I need is for somebody to do a package pile driver in front of him and we'll get the greatest Kevin Steen match ever. They always tease Kevin Steen doing the package pile driver, but he, it gets reversed. I've never seen him nail it. What he, he does that package side slam. Like he'll put them in the package yeah. pile driver position. And he, he almost did it at slam. war games. Yeah, but they're more. They, I mean, he's with the stunner now. They're not going to give him any RH finishers, you know. That one's kind of no. fucking. That one looks a little bit rough. It's scary because yeah. like you have to have a hundred percent trust in the guy who's doing it. But then again, I mean, it's Kevin. It's Kevin Owens. So if like if anybody was going to be able to do that match, I feel like they could let him do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I don't think yeah, he's, he's ever even safe. hurt anybody with that move. No, mm-hmm. he's safe as fucking houses, man. Yeah, he's. If there's anybody you can't, like you said, if there's anybody you can't trust, it's 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 Kevin to do it. As much as they let other people do to him, fuck it, I'm pretty sure you can trust him. <laughs> yeah, one day we should have seen him and Sammy Zane try to kill each other every other master in. So I used to love El Generico versus Steen ladder wars, man. They used to have some. I mean, shoot, um, I think I mentioned to you like last night after we got off the air. Uh, ROH on their YouTube has been doing this cool thing where they're releasing, I guess, it's like three matches of different guys. I think there's one for Owens, there's one for uh, Jared, one for Generico, there's going to be one for Tyler Black sometime very soon. And I know um, in the in the Kevin Steen one, Ladder War Four is I think in the middle. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we, I'm glad they're doing that. I mean, they have to survive off the old shit now. Exactly. Yeah. I know, I know there's one for AJ that's supposed to be if it's not a reality it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Every live the good old days. For the first time in my life, I couldn't tell you who has what title in RH. <laughs> Who's their world champion? Is it what's his name? It, uh, it, isn't it fucking like old ass PCO who also is fifty? I think he's fifty one, but he moves better than Goldberg. PCO's their world champion. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, I, I shit you not. The oldest ROH world champion in history. Jesus, who are the other champions then? <sighs> uh, so the current champ, I've got a list here. So. The world championship apparently is currently is Rush. Oh, uh, oh fucking Rush got it back. Okay. Uh, the world television championship is currently Dragon Lee. The pure championship is vacant, and world tag team championship is on Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. Wow. And there we are. And I know Angelina Love has the women's title. Yeah. Where's the rest of the? Where are we? That almost kind of bothers me that Dragon oh, Lee no. is champion because I mean I know Dragon Lee was that guy who broke uh Hiromu's yeah. neck. The uh, the women's world championship is currently vacant. Uh, the inaugural champion is to be crowned in a tournament beginning in April 2020. There we are, dude. That company sounds broken. <laughs> well, fuck I'm yeah! I'm telling you that that place is dead in the world. The ROH we knew is long dead. Yeah, it, it, well, it's alive. It's just called AEW now. A lot of the fucking guys are there. And the whole, yeah. well, you know what? Really, at the end of the day, NXT is RH. Look at that. Like, they have the whole thing. Exactly. They've had every What's single, the- N- every single NXT class was a former RH class. I just come across the championship. I didn't even know this existed. The Ring of Honor World Six Man Tag Team Championship. Oh, yeah. Those belts have been around for a minute. 
Yeah. Wow, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, see, see, because and 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 it's ironic that you mentioned that championship because that championship was the start of a lot of their terrible decisions because uh freaking Matt Taven and his like bootleg kingdom, aka the extra guy in the kingdom, were amongst the first champions. Everyone who has a six everyone has a six man championship in their company except the people who should have one, which is WWE, because they have the most three man teams. Out of everybody, yeah. and they're the uh, only ones who've never had fucking six man championship. Like, why don't you? I mean, every, every, every team they make Lucha has three people. You know, for God's sake, Lucha Underground did it first with their trios championship. I think Triple H had one for the longest, and then ROH wound up getting one. It's like, why does not WWE not have one? Explain yourselves. You know, you know what that, you know what I think it is because that involves actually keeping groups together, which they don't like to do. No, they just like to implode them after a while. Just a, a, a new faction. Shows up and a day later, I wonder who's turning on who. What? Well, the, the longest I believe, the longest three man faction that we've had in recent years is the Shield. If I'm not, oh no, New Day. New Day, yeah, yeah, New yeah. Day's been around. New Day's been together for like five or six years now. Good. They should keep them together. No one needs to see people yeah. split up constantly. Yeah, everybody to this day, people are still talking about some oh, when Big E gonna turn. How about they just not fucking turn? How about that? Well, New Day's a cash cow at the moment. It's it's still rolling around, so they're not. And, and the sad part about it is, still relatively. And the thing about it is, as entertaining as those guys are, they could keep it running for another ten years. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Because they're all just generically funny, like. <laughs> yeah, they sure are. It's all all good stuff with them. I've I've always said that I feel like that was one of the better things of the modern era, is New Day. And not just because of their in-ring stuff, but because of their out-of-ring contributions. The stuff like the up, up, down that I think is really influential. Um, to me, I don't, I think it's highly, and I know it's popular, but I still think it's highly underrated because no one gives that show credit for what it's done. No other show, nothing on the network has ever really shown people that way. I kind of feel like as a gamer, when you see people hanging out in gaming, you're seeing them in like their rawest form. You know what I mean? Um, you're really yeah. seeing them be themselves. No one's going to be more relaxed or, or or more themselves than when they're gaming. And getting to see wrestlers in that atmosphere, in that state of mind, is something we've never really gotten to see before. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's that's huge. You know, like I've always watched really cool stuff on Up, Up, Down, Down, and you know, Creed and all these guys. They do great, good stuff. And it's still, I mean, that, that was one. Of, that was one of the cases where I figured out that uh, Ronda Rousey's a big gamer. Was when she was on there. Yeah, that's when I figured out. That was out. something I'd never known gamer. in all the years of watching her. Yeah, like I said, that's when I first figured out that Rusev was a big gamer. That's and he loves The Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. And we got to see Rusev have the mark out of a lifetime, which is still to this day one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, he's a fan for retro stuff. <laughs> they had the fucking main character walk in. He lost his shit. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it is a great show. It kind of it, 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 it makes them seem less immortal than what they are it makes them seem human you know definitely you just see these guys and you just think oh well they do wrestling and they turn up to pay-per-views and they turn up to signings and then all of a sudden they say oh well yeah i I used to play you know bloody you know this game and that game and you're just like whoa fucking hell you're human there's definitely (laughs) a humanizing factor to it it's good that it just gives everybody a chance to just kind of let the guard down for a minute yeah to kind of enjoy themselves, like Ruby Riot, I think was one of my favorite people on there because uh, she, as kind of cool that she brought one of my favorite little uh, creepy pastas with the old one about the Rugrats cartoon, and I think she mentioned it being one of her favorites. It's kind of cool that something we share in common because that's one of my favorite ones myself. So it's just it's really cool to see that what well, that show has been the best thing is you get to see just you get to see the person behind the gimmick. Yeah. 
So, uh, so that's what was, our, I was going to say, no, that faction is going to be going into the Hall of Fame someday. Oh, for oh, sure. Sure fire. Yeah. I mean, after they broke Demolition's record, it's impossible now. You can't yeah, not put them in when they're done. And I never liked Demolition. <laughs> Neither did they. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about this. What was it on the... um? Was it last week where we talked about Rhea Ripley and they weren't allowing her to get more tattoos? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they allowed her to because she's starting to get one done on her leg. Just figured I'd bring it up. It's on screen here. Yeah. I guess I could see them letting them do that one because she does wear the longer pants. It was not like anybody would see it. Yeah, Yeah, like literally she just has the rips in there, doesn't she? So, whereas her arms are always exposed. Yeah. Because she really wants sleeves. I suppose she can get a leg sleeve. There you go. Oh. Ooh, that's yeah. somewhere. That's a badass looking tattoo. Like, oh yeah, oh that's actually cool. Yeah, she mentioned it's uh, it's the Windigo. That's fucking cool. Not if you're going down on her. Yeah, don't want that motherfucker looking at you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Like, who the fuck wants to think about the Windigo? If you look at that hard, you just make sure you get Dude, that shit isn't even shaded in yet. They have to let it heal, and then they're gonna finish it. That's gonna look like the straight up Windigos on her fucking thigh. You're looking at the sketch part. I'm sure it's going to be really polished. It's going to look like oh, that thing's dude, coming that thing out of the thigh. I need a follow-up photo, Rhea. <laughs> well, if you, if you look as well in that photo, on her left leg, on her calf, she's got some work there. Yeah, what is that? I wish we could see that I one closer. I know. Because I didn't even know she had any. Because I just thought, oh, well, she, she doesn't have any tattoos because she doesn't expose her legs that often. I figured she did have some, just like not in places where you could see them. You'd think, you'd think that she would have them, but because we haven't seen them, it's like, oh, well, maybe she doesn't. And the fact that it's been a big thing recently, like, oh, she hasn't got, she wanted to have sleeves because she, she came out and said, oh, I wanted to have sleeves. And she didn't have them. Well, you just thought, well, she's been told, nope, no tattoos. Yeah. But, you know. She's not in, is she, she's in the last game, right? Yeah, she's in this current game. This actually, the current game is her first one. Ah, oh, what mm-hmm. a shame. He said, George said the other leg of Satan. <laughs> no, he said satin. Oh, satin! <laughs> I, he said I was, I was in, I was in auto mode. Meant to say satin. I was in auto mode. He's like the devil, yeah, from my movie End of Days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, like satin. Oh. Okay, you want to get really authentic? You make it sound like yours, and the other like satin. Oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> there's, there's Ray Ripley's new tattoo. Jesus what else do we? We talk about a couple funny botches. Did you guys hear on the on the kickoff? We didn't talk about it last night, but on the kickoff, did you hear Johnny Morrison's botch? Uh, I might have. I don't know. I missed the kickoff, so I haven't heard anything about it. Oh I like, god! I like how Miz did his best to poker face it when it happened. And, I, and this was one of those things where I'm looking at the laptop and I'm typing, not looking at the screen, and I looked up and blinked like, did he? <laughs> it was like we picked up right where we left off, you know? Right to the personal shit, right down to the meaty gritty. And that's why we're ready for this change. Like it was like we picked up right where we left off, you know? Right to the personal shit, right down to the meaty gritty. And exactly. I think that's why we're ready Here's for this. Here's the twist, like, shit. Oh. 
<laughs> I like, I like, you can see Miz. I still see it. I still see it with Miz. You can see it in his eyes. You gotta look him directly in the eyes to see it. Right to the personal shit, right down to the meaty bitch. And I think that's why we're ready for this chamber. <laughs> it's the blink, isn't it? Yo, Sarah, that was the only one from um, the chamber, though. No, oh, no. Did you hear about Liv Morgan's one? No, what did she do? Um, what basically happened was when Natty was having that interact interaction with uh, Ruby, and Natty screams over and goes, uh, "This is gonna be you, Liv." Which I don't know if I don't know how well they caught it, but Liv goes, "Oh fuck!" Wow. Oh, <laughs> oh. whoops. Well, it wasn't as obvious as the Morrison one, but it's like, well, it's on paper. But he's on yeah. the kickoff. That shit was on Facebook and YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it was children watching. Yeah. I just thought you could see a twinkle in his eye, like, oh, that motherfucker. And a botch from last week's Raw also was when Drew McIntyre was was hitting uh, Brock Lesnar with the Claymore. Brock Lesnar had to tell him to take the belt because the belt's, like, on the floor. So he's laying there unconscious, and he's, like, screaming, take the belt. Yeah, you can visibly (laughs) see Brock do it. Yeah, Yeah. I wonder what that was about. Let me see if I could notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could guess. Obvious. I could see why Brock would do it though, because like you see, like Drew's amped wait. up. It's like, wait, remind him real quick to get the back. Yeah, I didn't have it on the screen at the first time. There you go. Take the belt. Yeah, I mean, you. I know you've heard like how Brock's felt about this whole Drew thing. Like he is determined to put Drew, Drew, Drew over. Yeah, because he don't want to deal oh, yeah. with this anymore. Yeah. That was uh, that was evident last Monday, because at the end of the day, Brock will only sell for you if Brock wants to sell for you, and it was evident last Monday that it was quite apparent he wanted to uh, he wanted to put Drew over. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. first time I've actually been interested in this feud. If I'm going to be honest. Oh yeah, Brock it, sold like. Like oh, it, it, it was it wasn't like the rumble where it's like you could just say like yeah he was tired but like no Brock sold the shit out of all three of those claymores. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Now a couple more stories then we're gonna do uh uh fucking weeklies and wrap up. But uh what the hell is this here? Leo Rush posted something? Oh goody goody. What is this? You guys know anything about his post? Yeah, something I guess he's been uh dealing with depression. Join the fucking club. Yeah. Uh, miserable depressed confused angry and honestly scared i've gone numb i've blacked out mentally and i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired a dream turned into a disastrous reality a bittersweet glimpse of what the past has done to my future cold alone wanting it all to end this is how i felt waking up this morning this is me asking for your prayers something a lot of people are ashamed to do let me be the one to guide you let me be your i really gotta take that damn old overlay voice no need to feel alone i'm here i regret covering that story Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I got to say about that. So we're going to 316. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen this anyway because he blocked me on Twitter. Why did he block <laughs> you? What did you do to him? I called him a midget cunt. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. God. Sorry, Leo. Ass. Why did you call him a midget cunt? Was it during that Lashley shit? That wasn't his fault. That was Lashley. What made you do that? I, I just don't like the guy. So I felt compelled to tell him that he's a midget cunt. I, I, do, I do shit like that. 
I do shit like that. Like Justin Bieber's blocked me because I told him that he's the cum that his mother should have swallowed. That was the end of that. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jesus. Spartan Jesus yep. said, is she going to be here more often? I like her. She's a, she, yeah, she's part of the show now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this fucking Twitter assassin is part of the show. <laughs> I, I, I told you last week, it's, 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 it's going to be an instant regret to you guys. I mean, <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah, I just, oh, well, there we are. Yeah, I think we'll survive. It happens. We are. Yeah. Leo Rush blocked you. Damn. I wonder if you're the yeah. reason he wrote that depressing fucking post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. You, you really hurt oh. this man. I must have. Cut that man deep. Oof. Good Lord, man. He's like, I don't feel like doing anything anymore. Guys, in my next match, just take the title off of me. Give it to uh, one of the Spanish guys because, like, I, I'm just not feeling up to it ever since Roxy called me a mid-cunt. <laughs> it, it was the fact that he probably had the realization that he is a midget cunt and he probably thought, well, Roxy was right. Oh, my God. Fuck. He was sitting down over breakfast, toasting eggs, and then he just pauses in the middle. <laughs> like it, it just hit him one day randomly out of nowhere. <laughs> Okay, Roxy was like, <laughs> "You're a magic month." <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, well, now we know why he blocked you. I could ask him to yeah, block you. I'd rather you didn't. Right. <laughs> I'm quite happy having him blocked, and I'm quite happy that he's blocked me. Be like, "Yo, my friend Roxy, you blocked her for no reason." What the fuck, bro? <laughs> Well, fucking Montez Ford bloody blocked me over the fact that I gave him an eye roll in a video reaction. How dare you? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Be thick skinned. Like, I rolled more than, I called you a midget cunt. I rolled more than half his arsenal. <laughs> I, honest to God, he's lucky I haven't messaged his wife yet. That's coming. Oh, my God. Oh, wait a minute. He's the one that does good, right? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's the one that does yeah. good. Yeah. I was, I was thinking the one that doesn't do shit. It was Angel Dawkins. I don't understand. Like, motherfucker, yeah, how you there? I'm off the top and you don't do Can't shit. Do what the shit. Fuck? Can't do shit. That's what they should put there. Can't do shit. All right. So, Nia Jax has been doing lingerie videos lately. I remember she oh. used to be, uh, didn't she used to be something with lingerie videos? Like, she used to be a plus size model type deal? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wonder why we haven't seen her. Let's see. I mean, let's take a look. Glad that was short. Grateful for the shortness. <laughs> How old is that fucking song? Good grief. It's, that sounds like something that came out when I was a kid. It. I think I was... This came out... That song probably came out somewhere between 8 and 10 years ago. Isn't there anything more relevant? These are better without the sound, right? Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Look how much better that is. The sound wow. makes it too extra. Like, Holy shit, her thigh looks like a turkey leg. <laughs> Look at that shit. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be mean, but that is a lot of thigh right there, man. It looks like a butt cheek and she's sideways. That's a hell of a like, thigh. She, like her thigh, her thigh, it's like she, her thighs are built like she's like a fucking wildlife in Australia. She could put her grandma panty on just that one thigh. Oh, God. Why are you buying two? Don't fucking worry about it. She's still sexy, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, oh, yeah. propor- proportionately, like, fuck. Big size saves lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, nothing wrong with a little meat. I'm just saying that for her, she's she's like as a bigger woman. You know what I mean? Like, wow. She's in good shape. Like, she's definitely. Yeah, she's in fantastic shape. Like I said, beautiful. In, very she's beautiful. In the best I'm just shape I think that, she's been in. Like, you know, I don't mean any disrespect, but she's just big. Like, look at how big she is. Wow. She yes, handle, like, a fucking tank. Fair play to her. Yeah, yeah. But, she's like, you know, it's body positivity is its finest, to be honest. Yeah. We said from day one when people, you remember, used to try, I always said she was really beautiful. Like, you, you definitely yeah. can see that. But well, holy crap. Wow. Looks in better shape than uh, she, she left in, too, right? Oh, yeah. she looks funny. I can't wait to see what she looks like when she comes back. Like, yeah, I hope they repackage her and give her something uh, strong because they really fucked up Nia's first run. You know, yeah. maybe she might contend for uh, the title after Shayna Baszler wins it at uh, Mania. She needs a little work. Huh. George thinks she has no charisma. Um, it depends. They tried that stoic, silent version of her, and then they tried that that uh, that shit eating grin version of her, which I kind of liked. Yeah, I don't think they've actually really given her the opportunity to develop a personality, honestly, because she's been so interchangeable between like different types of characters. And then obviously with Bliss, you know, and then putting her back with her cousin with Tamina and then that, which actually worked a little good. You know, I have no complaints in regards to that. I mean, it sucked like hell when she got hurt, though, because I mean, and then Tamina was just lost in the void. Mm hmm. All right. Any other stories that we care enough? There's probably like only a couple more, even if I wanted to. But is there anything that we really want to? Uh, I'll put the Nia Jax video just to see who who's interested. Here you go. Anything else we're, we're covering here? Not really. No, I think we're good. Are we going to go over the weeklies now? Yeah, I think it's time for the weeklies. No one's more excited about that than me. <laughs> AEW Dark had a short 20-minute episode with only one match, which was Britt Baker and Penelope Ford facing Riho and Hikaru Shida. And the only thing that really made this match work was the heels. I hate to say it, but the corny, over-Japanese-y gimmicks are wearing on me to the point where I just want to see a lot of these hot white chicks fuck these little magical girls up. Because they were, <laughs> you know, because they just it's, it's just not even remotely convincing to me at this point. That they're uh, any kind of threat. So I'm just like, yeah, fuck her up. Hit her with a knee. Knock the shit out of her already. I'm tired of seeing her flapping around here with her magical nonsense. It's just oversaturation of the way that they're using those girls. You know? Am I the only one who feels this way? No, no. I'm right there with you. Like, oh, God. Like, Riho's tiny. You know? I, I don't even want to get into it anymore because I'm just really tired of it. But, like, you know, she, the she's, the, she's the Spike Dudley of that division. You know? And it's like, again. Look at how WWE uses the 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 girls that they have. They're the Kabuki Warriors. They're not they're not all hee hee. You know, like they're they're dangerous. They're considered formidable. You're fucking scared of them. Io Shirai. Look at how she is. That's someone who you wouldn't fuck with. You know, she's a badass. She's tough. How come the 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 girls in AEW have that magical girl shit where they just act like these cute, adorable little flying fairies? Does every one of them need to be that way? Oh, they're magical bitches. Stop with the magical bitches gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> You know, That's they could the exact be, reaction I was hoping for. Some of them, exactly, George. They mean need more girls like Oscar. They could be portrayed tough. You know what I mean? We've we've seen another federation. You could portray Japanese women, even if they're small. Maybe not as small as Riho, but even if they're small, you could portray them tough, where they're like tough chicks, instead of like all cutesy and happy and powdery and shit, like they're cartoon characters. Oh. It's just getting on my nerves. Too many of that. Turn one of them fucking heel. Have one of them bring out a kendo stick and fuck the other one up. 
they worked for me with, with Io Shirai, I think it debuted because that was like uh, the third girl who was like a baby faced Japanese chick that they had doing like a like a happy gimmick with the pirate thing. And as soon as she turned, um, not not Io Shirai, freaking Kyrie Sane, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as she turned, it was like, there you go. Maybe they right. just think it works because it's something that's so drastic in contrast to its competitors. But it doesn't work. It doesn't um, work at that. all. Yeah. Just, no. This is one. This is one of the cases where trying to be different doesn't work out. Doesn't work. And it's mm-hmm. like we could accuse WWE of doing something similar with the Lucha House Party, but they're not putting them over. It would be like if the Lucha House Party was kicking everybody's asses with that gimmick. You know, it's like yeah, instead of that, looking at Riho, where I'm like Riho's not to be taken seriously. She shouldn't be as formidable. And, and the other girl, Hikaru, she, she's okay. The, the whole thing to me is a flop. Finishes Brit with the mandible claw. Um, thanks to Kip who slips in into the ring and he reverses like the hold in Brit's favor when the ref isn't looking. That kind of antics going on here. That brings, us, that brings us to AEW Dynamite, which opens with the new champ, Mr. Moxley, you know, in the ring, giving his promo and stuff. The real opening is a good four-man tag match, though, with Cole Cabana, first debut match going over the Dark Order. Um, and that one guy, who do you call him, Evil Uno? Yeah, the Evil Uno. Guy? Yeah, after, so get this, after the pin, he's outside of the ring and he's like, the exalted one is going to be furious. And I'm like thinking, yeah, to you guys for jobbing out. Like, why are you screaming that at them? You know? Oh, no, I, I think I think it was direct supposed to be directed to the rest of the Dark Order. But he was screaming it up the ramp. Yeah. At at uh Yeah. At the baby faces at at, at, at SEO. Like, why are you screaming that at Cole Command and SEU? Screaming at your the guys that are around you. The the exalted one's gonna be furious. Yeah, you got pinned, stupid. He probably sent through there to beat these guys. Why are you telling them that he's gonna be furious? Yeah. He'll be furious for you. I guess I guess yeah. maybe it's maybe it's SCU halting their progress, I guess. Like Yeah, because they failed. That's how halting progress works. Your people didn't do your jobs. Our people did. The exalted one, in turn, is gonna be furious with you. Yeah, but then you're Not gonna have that guy me. like, How dare you pin them? Like what do you mean? How dare you pin? How dare you defeat my okay, man? Hey, you never know. Some people out there can see it. Okay, I'm trying. To- <laughs> Get out of here with that. And if he's so exalted, how come he doesn't have better cronies? <laughs> Everybody needs putties. Okay. You know the exalted wasn't going to be furious with us because of this. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, Big Swall goes over Leva Bates via Dirty Dancing, and I have to say, Leva Bates is more of a jobber here than she was when she was Blue Pants. You know, Blue Pants. It's like the she's, she's more of a she's more of a fucking jobber here. Be real, she's more of a jobber here. Facts. Yes. Well, at least people remember this gimmick. I mean, a lot of people remember Blue Pants. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Don't okay, point take. Don't act like the blue pants shit wasn't canon. That was the heart and soul. It was big cast of all people who helped get her over with that shit. <laughs> you know, she luckily does. She she keeps the gimmick very entertaining though. But yeah, I, I'd like to see some more wins out of her. Like. Yeah, like what is what is it with that? Like I didn't I didn't think that they were gonna be serious about how that gimmick turned out, you know. I thought they were gonna actually have her compete. And uh that doesn't seem to be the case at all. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah. Big pain. Who would you push right now if you had to think about it when it comes to the women? Like if you were going with a woman, obviously not blue pants with the way things are, but if you're going <laughs> with a woman who are you gonna push in this, um, this shit division? It would have to be a Britt Baker right now. Like yeah, she's been, she has been healing her up to the next level. The fact that we've seen her virtually rip two bitches' teeth out, like that, that's some savage shit to have to deal with. Like, but she's only been a heel for like two weeks. Yeah, but I mean, she's good at it though. Like, 
Like, I, it wouldn't be like a like straight to the top push, but it would be like it would be a gradually she's just fucking up girl after girl after girl until she eventually gets to Nyla. Right, right. Like I, I, I'd have her cut her way through that division, but she would probably be the one I'd have my eye on. Mark says Sunny Kiss. You know, Sunny Kiss is good, man. Sunny yeah, Kiss Sunny's is entertaining. Very Sunny's good. Funny, Sunny's funny. Sunny's funny as hell to watch. Like. Yeah, good personality there, man. Yeah, crowd so loves her. I quite, I quite like Big Swole. I'm going to be honest. Big Swole cool, too. That, that's Seth's life, yeah, right? Big, Big Swole has potential, because Big Swole has the crowd behind her, for one thing, too. Yeah. And, like, when like we see even saw from them from that dark, when Swole comes out, Swole is jacked up. Like, Swole. Her husband had to job out tonight to fucking uh, Riddick Moss. I'm telling you, man, her, her, her husband's going to be wrestling Ricochet on main event. Which, yes, Ricochet wrestled on main event. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This suspicion, exactly. this suspicion oh. that he has heat. And you know what? I believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that, 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 it, it looks like that, that, that's a heat move. Like what happened to Ricochet, right? That motherfucker got you know that motherfucker got new tights and he's lost every time in those new tights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no good. So Cody Rhodes has a segment. And I have to say, one of the things that I'm loving about AEW with the official AEW program, not the TNT one, is that when they do cut to commercial break, they're honest about it. They're not trying to fill it with non-commercial break stuff. Like, sure, there are times you get parts of the match you would get when they're not going to commercial. But a lot of the time, they're doing the things that wrestling shows have done when I've gone live during commercial breaks. They're pandering to the crowd. They're selling T-shirts. Uh, you know, there's just they're shooting on the mic instead of doing promos. And that's I think if you can watch AEW that way, I highly recommend it because a lot of interesting stuff is happening when the cameras go off. And I like that they just leave it there. Sometimes it's just a shot of the crowd like UFC does on the fight path when they just show the octagon empty and that's all there is to show at the moment. And fuck you if you don't like it. But I like that aspect and that vibe to it. And that being said, Cody's in the ring early getting ready for a segment against MJF. And I like that he brings up the win commercial break right now. And he introduces the cameraman, Jamie. He shouts he shouts out the uh the this guy named Bird that has like a blower and he's talking about how you know Doc Samson security he talks about how the, the guys with the blowers he's like you guys are like my dad with those leaf blowers you're just making it worse like when they're trying to blow the third way and everything <laughs> you know they got like a dusty chain going uh but then then he, he basically says all right guys we're coming back from commercial break in, in in 10 seconds and he gets the crowd warmed up and stuff it's cool to see that aspect of it and then being so honest about it and then uh Basically, it starts, come back from commercial, Cody now wants MJF to come out and look him in the eye and say that he beat him fair and square. But interestingly enough, we don't get Cody. We get Jake no. the Snake Roberts, which, which, which sounds like a remix of his old music. That's where I start. This is unbelievable. This is not an illusion. Wow. Completely shot Cody. Do you see that reaction on his face? You got a Hall of Fame guy whose reputation precedes him just walking out unannounced. 
One of the most dangerous, one of the most devious individuals ever to step inside the squared circle. Getting sent. Maybe the most devious. I hate to spoil the party, but damn, man, I got tired of listening to you crying, bitch. I never cried over one match in my career. And you're going to let that little punk son of a bitch get you down to crying? He whipped you like a dog. Don't you understand you got your ass kicked? He handed it right to you. But that's not why I'm here. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Hail, mighty Caesar. I'm not here to praise you. I'm here to slay you. The only reason I'm here is I have a client. <sighs> The dark side will be coming to AEW. And once our roots have taken hold, it'll be like this. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Sorry to the sun. It's been 20 years for me, Cody. 20 years to get clean, to get right. And by God, I earned it. And if you think for one minute that I'm going to uh, be a nice boy and play right, my man, you've got another thing coming. You see, for years, I used to put a snake in a bag just to make somebody think about it. And once you thought about that snake, I had you in the palm of my hand and I wind up spanking your ass. That's what happens. I will be on the outside of the ring when my client faces you. And you can bring that one-trick pony Art Anderson with you. <laughs> my God. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Caesar. Oh, Caesar. <laughs> what a snake wants, a snake takes. You see, I'm not in AEW to take the whole pie. Just your share. Now, a wise man once told me, never, ever turn your back on somebody you respect or you're afraid of. Burn. Uh, it was good to see him. That dude got a pop and a half when he came out. He's still great on the mic, right? Look at oh, that. Oh, fantastic. Hasn't lost a beat. He still he still got it. He looked very good too. Yeah, looked good. Like from how from how bad he was when he was really down in the dumps, he looks really good. And like it was the way that was ran, a nice treat to see him. The way he ran his hands across the ropes and turnbuckle and smelled them like someone that truly misses and loves the feel of the ring. Oh, that I popped for that shit because I was like, he missed this so much. 
I feel like nobody knew he was going to do that. <laughs> and Kula has a very good question. Who could it be that he's bringing to fight Cody? That's the question. Nobody knows. He he didn't give much of any hint of who it could be. Luke Harper? I think that's the beauty of it. What that's it one name I have heard is possibly Luke Harper. Because I think at this point, Luke's good to go. It could be anyone with the way things are going, right? Yeah. I genuinely think it could be Brody Lee, to be honest. Yeah. If it's Brody Lee, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's the, that'll be the end of their ever being. That's two stables they can never put back together in WWE again. The Shield and the Wyatts. Two things they had huge stock in that they completely fucked forever. Good job, guys. Excellent stuff here. Keep, keep up the good work. <laughs> and the funny thing is, the two that left of both those are going to be doing way better than the other ones. Mm-hmm. So after I'm trying to go through, just hit the key points here because we want to wrap up. But after Pot goes over Chucky e. T, Trent Trent jumps into the uh, ring and he winds up getting face to face with Pac. But then Cassidy brushes him to the side, friendly because that's his buddy, and he takes the lead, sort of nose to nose with Pac. And then Lucha Bros show up out of nowhere, and they wind up attacking the best friends and Orange Cassidy, which felt random. As fuck before Brody Lee is a uh, Luke Harper, cool eyes. Yeah, that that was his original name on the that's Indies. His, that's his Indian name, yeah. like, like Ambrose and John Moxley. He's always been that guy. They didn't really do too much repackaging. With yeah, him. So Spartan anyway. Jesus didn't mention that uh, AEW is in his hometown this week. Oh, well, I think this week or next week. So that could be the night. Very interesting. So yeah, like I said, we wind up with the Lucha Bros showing up and they're attacking uh, the best friends. And what we wind up getting here appears to be the formation of a new stable. I'm going to actually run this on the screen for you guys here so that you can see what happened and link you in the chat room as well. Pack and Lucha Bros. I think we're going to find out maybe. He's got the microphone. Listen up, scumbags! (sighs) We... Oh, Death Triangle! Or as my amigos would like to say, Triangulo de la Muerte! Yeah, they wind up hitting Cassidy with that. What is that thing called when they do like a stomp on the package pile driver? Um, it's basically, yeah, it's basically a, a spike package pile driver. They yeah, haven't really so. officially named that one, but. Yeah, so they, that, that pretty much happened. I, I like the idea of it. It's interesting as a stable. Yeah. You know, Pac is a badass, and then you have these two guys. It's the meanest people that you can think of all hanging out together, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, look at these are some mean guys here who you wouldn't mess with the Lucha Bros or Pac. These are fucking assassins over here. Like, See how fun this company is? It's just fun you know talking like, about the crazy stuff that they have going on. And, and the best part about it is this was completely out of nowhere. There was not a single bit of indication for it, and bang, now we got Death Triangle. Good idea. Good job with them. Yeah. Stylistically, it's a really good faction. It's three high flyers who can also probably murder people. Yeah. So QT Marshall being accompanied by Dustin and Brandy against Jack, Jake Hager with Santana and Ortiz. You got Brandy coming out there and she's in a completely different attire and hairstyle from what we are accustomed to yet again. I wasn't even sure who that was at first. And uh, listen, this girl's desperately trying to find her place identity look with this company. And I give her credit for grinding, even though nothing seems to be working. Because every time we see Brandy, she's a different character with a different gimmick. You know, you guys ever yeah, seen that? I mean, you guys ever seen the 80s anime Cutie Honey? She's becoming like that. 
Hell no. How you cutie honey her? What the fuck? She just, she's a jack of Jesus. all trades. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, I kind of like that she is trying new things, and you could tell she's looking more to how the crowd responded to it, because she even said that's why she basically killed off the Nightmare Collective. She saw that the crowd didn't like it. Yeah. So she's more letting the crowd kind of help her decide, which is, I mean, it's a good booking decision. I mean, if we've learned anything from how WWE is, the crowd nine times out of ten kind of knows where you should go with it. Yeah. Another interesting commercial break segment, because during this one, Brandy tells the audience that they've signed fake apples and they're giving them out as free stuff. And she's like, how do you like these apples? And they start throwing them into the crowd. QT Marshall, fake apples. They're all signing and just chucking them into the crowd as the commercial goes by. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> This stuff is just a little fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, finish to this was Hager goes over QT, I believe, with a standing arm triangle. Yeah. That's basically what his uh, finisher is, which mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. And Dustin comes in to break it because Q, because he doesn't, Hager doesn't release it, but then Santana and Ortiz wind up coming in. They jump Dustin, and then Cody winds up attacking the heels, and then Ortiz winds up taking him out via chair shot to the back. Cody and Dustin are overwhelmed. Matt Jackson winds up hitting the ring with a few super kicks. Uh, then we get Hold My Beer Adam Page because he winds up taking out the heels. He, he leisurely puts his beer on the corner of the turnbuckle and then he winds up. This ends with some offense on the heels and then Buckshot Larry on, on uh, Hager. And then Page yeah. celebrates with the fans and he drinks all their beer. So here is a man not afraid of the coronavirus. Okay, man. The, nope. old, the, the, the spot I'm officially calling Hold My Buckshot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just hold my beer. Boom, buckshot. <laughs> it's just, it's just so funny to go from such a casual action to such a violent move, <laughs> and then just back like it should happen. The more stuff happens, I mean, I guess that's the way wrestling is supposed to be. We just aren't used to it anymore. The more stuff happens, the more I want to watch. Like I'm, I'm more interested every week in what's going to happen in AEW than I was the previous. That's a, and that's you know? how you're supposed to do it. That's what they do. <laughs> They make you more excited about the next week every single week. Like, one show I'm watching, my attitude is, all right, what are they going to give us? And then the other show I'm watching, my attitude is... What the fuck are they going to give us? Like, my attitude is more like, <laughs> what's, what's going to happen next? You know, there's such a difference between, oh, man, what's going to happen next? To, uh, what are they going to give us? You now, know? One thing I like that AEW does, yeah. and you probably notice in the middle of their shows, they'll plug dates like weeks ahead of time. Yeah, they have a lot of long term. So they they make it to where there's no way you don't know they're coming to your area. The last few times WWE come to Atlanta, I have not heard about it till the day of. Yeah, it's good they don't promote one shit. <laughs> mhm. So uh, MJF does a promo boasting about pinning Cody. In fact, he's wearing an I pin Cody shirt, not for sale at AEW shop, and he even shits on his neck tattoo. Throws everything out yeah. there. Yeah, mean, very mean. Uh, Moxley and Darby Allen have a match against Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Essentially, the inner circle fuck up Moxley backstage, so Darby's left alone for the balance of this match. So really, this is a handicap match with Darby at one point hitting a crazy suicide dive where Jericho hits him with the Judas effect out of the air and he crumples. I don't know how much of this is a work to a shoot. It looked rough to me, and there are pictures of him in the emergency room. Yeah, apparently he did get like kind of busted up from from the the Judas effect in the air. Well, you know what it is? It's those fucking Tope Suicidas. I keep saying they need to cut those out. Look at how much risk there is in that movie. You want to Sasha Banks yourself? Remember that time she pancaked on that shit? 
I mean, that, that's just because Sasha's just bad at And I was like, oh my God, this, this fucking girl died in the middle of Monday Night Raw. I'm going to be my first thought. <laughs> like, my, like it went in slow motion for me when she, when her leg clipped that rope and that sound. I was like, oh no. Like she died. I mean, it could be worse. TV. It could be like that time fucking Brie did those two suicide dives and fucked up one worse than the other. Like, yeah, oh, she was on the yeah. fuck up roll. She was like on Scott Steiner levels of fuck up. Where it was like every time like, she, would, she, she would just recover to fuck up again. <laughs> I think because I, I was uh, rolling through like an old YouTube scene I think it was that, that kind of princess the botcha media and fucking, I just remember like watching those two suicide times and I forgot that like how bad the first one was yeah. and I was like oh and then she did it again Blame, blamed it on her kid you yeah like fucking don't, don't put that shit on your child motherfucker you stalked before the kid like I could have <laughs> And I could have got away with it if it wasn't for you damn kids. <laughs> <laughs> I hit that suicide dive if it wasn't for that meddling kid. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch went for the Scooby-Doo defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, Holy oh, shit. You were always bocce. You were always bocce. It's just that now you're trying more stuff. So now you're a liability and bocce. <laughs> Poor girl, knockout Liv Morgan. I'll never forgive her for that shit. <laughs> when Liv was unconscious in the middle of the whole she match, she knocked her out and kicked her again on the way down. She gave her the Nyquil kick. She was asleep for the rest of Raw. Oh God, that was rough to watch too. I was like, holy crap! Then, then, then in the same the match, she fucking stiffed Ruby Riot and Ruby really stiffed her back. That's messed up when you're sloppy, your high flying's bad, and you you're stiffing everybody around you at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that's a special kind of thing Vader used to do that kind of shit on purpose she was like on Vader levels of hurting people oh yeah I'll yeah. still never forget the time freaking Vader clocked the shit out of Ken Shamrock yeah, I can't Vader remember what it was guy. Ken do but fucking Vader came out of that corner and just <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw a man die on camera like... yeah. so yeah crazy suicide dive hospital Moxley gets put through a table at the top of the ramp by the hole inner circle to go home <sighs> crazy aew well, that was where i came in because i switched over from nxt to aew oh how Wednesday. dare you you gotta do that in reverse what is wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> i actually enjoyed the main event yeah which that's what we're getting to next but first uh one other thing i don't remember when this happened but there was a the whole Tully Blanchard with Sean Spears looking for uh, the tag team partner because they keep abandoning everybody. Like halfway through the match, they just go up the ramp and leave their tag team partner to die to have their team because Tully doesn't like the person. They're like, man, fuck them. They always leave him. Well, let's follow up to that storyline. Ladies and gentlemen, a call to arms. One, one lucky individual, Tully, has the opportunity to have their life changed forever. The opportunity of a lifetime to join us you know we've been trying to find a partner and we've gone to this and mm-hmm. gone to that gone to professional wrestlers but you know there's a lot of professional wrestlers in this world mm-hmm. and we've got to go out to them just like i did in 1984 i searched for baby doll and i found the world's perfect woman yes you did we're out to find the world's perfect partner for sean spears so hold on Tully. they just we can't just pick anybody okay they have to have some credentials yeah you got to be over the age of 18 Okay. They gotta have a lot of credentials. God willing, you have to be a professional. You have to bring something. You've got to be the an athlete. Here. You gotta have some. hashtag search for Spears. That's it. This is global. Thirty second video. You send it in. This is not a joke. 
This is the real deal. The opportunity of a lifetime to stand next to us. Do you have what it takes to send that video in and have us look at you? I heard that they got so many people submitting videos that it crashed the servers. Yeah. <laughs> it wow. legit crashed AEW servers. Holy shit. So many people that the servers freaking crashed. That's crazy. All right. Well, that brings us over to the competitor in the Wednesday Night Warfare. We have NXT, which with the first match, Dakota Kai against Tegan Knox. Uh, and man... Talk about a waste of time, cage, and match. I agree. I was too, so disappointed. Too much basic stuff in this match. Like, too much just hitting each other and putting each other in rest holes. Aside from the crossbody off the top of the cage, it wasn't highlight worthy. Uh, Dakota Kai wins when uh, that lackey girl she has pins Tegan yeah. between like the door of the cage and suspended mid- midair. And it, it was bleh. It was, it was bleh. Uh, it was. Yep. And the worst thing was, I was looking forward to this match, like because they announced this match like two weeks before it was due to happen, and I thought, oh well, again, everyone was giving like AEW hype, and I was like, right, finally something I can look forward to watching in NXT. And then it was like you said, it was just blech. Isn't this like, the second it, time? Like, isn't this the second time that they uh had shit with those two characters? Yeah. Yeah. Like we talked about Which, something on here where I thought that they were that the re- right. Remember, um, it was takeover. We were saying that yeah, by it was default, takeover. it was the first. It was the first time they fought each other. We were saying that this was the first time takeover has ever had a bad match, and by default, making it the worst takeover ever. Even if the other matches were good, that last takeover, their match stunk up the place, and we wondered if they called an audible and had that other girl go out there unplanned, which is why everyone seemed confused and everything was out of sync. Even the table bump looked bad. And maybe it was just an emergency because they, they couldn't deal with the fucking stench of that match in the arena. And now here they are having a shit cage match. I told you, dude, the red flags were all over the fact these two girls shouldn't be pushed. Neither one of them. I don't give a fuck what their backstory is or what is they try to do. At the end of the day, and it sucks to have to say it about they they should not be pushing them. It's two times now. And one was a fucking takeover. I'm sorry. Much as I don't like to have to call it like that, but one was a takeover. They should not be still pushing them. I thought that that was the end. At the end of the takeover, I thought we weren't going to see them for a while. Back down to the bottom, reboot with this. And they brought it onto the cage match, and it was fucking worse. I don't know why they're not getting the message that they're they're not working well. When do they ever get any messages? <laughs> the worst thing is, is that nothing here shocks me. Creative is still setting up this as a feud until Tegan Knox can, you know, finally get over on her, and it's like. You know, people are saying, oh, we hope they've got something special planned for the next month. I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. I don't want to see it's it. Like, I was going to say, like, when you, when you thought uh, that the Reign of Gonzalez thing was a call audible at TakeOver, I knew it wasn't, a, I knew it couldn't have been an audible because if you were going to do an audible, aren't you going to pick somebody who people actually know? Not this random bitch in her fucking pink pants and shit. Like, nah, yeah. like as much I, as I like Tegan Knox, like, yeah, this has shit bad three times over and it's both for their fault they just don't look good out there they they didn't look good and it wasn't once it was i didn't even think about that till just now that this is the same thing that we were worried about from that shitty nxt takeover match and now here it is again with a cage worse yeah moral of the story roxy i'm gonna need you to come to tnt on this on wednesday this week and more or less the same finish because the same fucking girl is the reason why she lost and it's just that we knew who the girl was this time and we only knew because it it, it, it defeated the purpose of the cage once again the whole thing fuck the whole thing (laughs) <laughs> oh god yeah 
I mean, that, that, that there were so many instances that, that, that either of them could have escaped the cage. And it was it was evident. And I was just like, well, what is the point in, in, in them going this way about it? She could have got out at one point. I was literally sat here screaming at the TV going, what the fuck is this bullshit? Boring. It was so blatantly obvious. It could have been over before it was. And, and the, the thing is, is that NXT uh, pandering, uh, well, they're not pandering. They're, they're, they're basically making us out to be dumb as fuck. Like we don't know that it yeah. could have it, it could have and, been sooner. And I can guarantee they only did two cage matches because AEW did their one. Yeah, you're right. Here's a little reality check. You can put on two of the same match. Doesn't make it any better than the one we had. No, just have you just put a cage over a regular match. I just uh, you could do anything. Talking. You know what I mean? You could do literally anything. Like, why not just have like a laser cage match at that point and just make sure they don't touch it? You know, like go go, go 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 the full TNA route, electrify steel cage. Yeah, <laughs> that you sell. You gotta sell the electricity, even if nothing. You gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, those of you who have never seen that laugh, treat yourself if you want to laugh. <laughs> or don't. I'm just saying. So we also had if you, pri- if you made it through Goldberg, you'll make it through this. <laughs> so we also had the privilege of Shotzi Blackheart, who is uh, pretty shitty. Nuts. Against uh, Chelsea Green, who is green. Oh, dear. Yeah, and what's with Shotzi coming out on that little Sparky Plugs looking tank shit? I don't fucking know. Remember, you remember Sparky Plugs? <laughs> Before he became hardcore Holly, just to come on his little buggy. Oh God, Sparky Plugs! The prelude, the main event push, hardcore Holly. Oh yeah, my fucking God, fucking Sparky Plugs looking shit coming out. With the, with a good <laughs> <cardinal book. laughs> oh my God! Why? You know what's so bad? I'm guilty of it this week. There, I can't because I think it's happened during a commercial break for AEW. I flipped over to USA to see what's going on. I saw the tank come out. I said, "Nope, click back." <laughs> Oh, it was awful. That's going to be a DLC for Mario Kart. Her and the fucking Sparky Plugs <laughs> tank. That's oh, awful. Dear. That's one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's like they didn't even... This is another case where they didn't even bother to write anything. You're going to put her in a tank? Give me anything. Anything. A promo. A fucking backstage segment. It's explain to me. To ring, explain to me why she has a little tank. Like and she, why, she ran into the ring, too. That's part of that's made another me thing. I caught it right when she hit the ring. How come it doesn't have brakes? I've noticed that. <laughs> How come it can only go forward until it bangs into shit? <laughs> <laughs> we could do better than that, right? Come on now. All push, no brakes. <laughs> <sighs> Actually, no, that wouldn't even work. She's not even getting pushed. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's probably on like a show- fucking piece of dental floss. Just yeah, wheeling it down to the wind till it gains momentum. I don't even remember what happened now that I think of all I remember is the tank. I'm assuming Chelsea Green went over, right? Yeah, what the fuck? With her fucking shitty, unpretty or something. Uh, but she hit it properly this time. Oh, well, goody, goody. She did something right. For a fucking change. But to be fair, you, when you when you hit the unprettier, you've got to have the right opponent to, to take it. If you haven't got the right opponent, then it's going to get fucked. Simple I mean, that, listen, really. considering, the, considering how that first one went, you got to have a brain to hit the unprettier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why never? Unless I tell he's being short supply. <laughs> yeah, they clearly realized what we realized when we first saw the Chelsea chick. She's not really that good. I'm just going to job her for a little bit to Chelsea. Well, I don't know. I don't have an opinion on Chelsea yet. We'll have to see. Uh, Red Dragon go over uh, Lorcan and Birch. 
which uh yeah cool you know i've told you guys before that i i felt long before coming here i'm not gonna go over it a thousand times but long before coming here uh kyle and riley bobby fish red dragon best tag team current active tag team in the whole world yeah you know like i really mm. loved all their runs their ring of honor runs their new japan runs like i'm just so used to seeing those guys kick everybody's asses that um i figured inevitably they would somehow wind up together in wwe and and the original undisputed era kind of annoyed me because it was like shit you have bobby fish and kyle o'reilly and they're not like the tag team that you're pushing and now they're the way they were in the indies you know what i mean and don't get me wrong i love future shock adam cole and uh kyle o'reilly that to me was like what the the jump start of them becoming who they are but him and fish have great chemistry and uh lorkin and birch are two good hands i don't ever think they expected them to be over i hate to say but they're over jobbers they're excellent workers but they're really just two good hands they got way more over than i think anybody expected and they justifiably yeah. deserve it so this is a cool match and, and of course as usual uh unspeared air goes over with no man's lands mm-hmm and uh, the bros awaits come out and they talk shit, but then the grizzly young vets come out and they attack them from the top of the ramp. Now you get a bunch of fighting, as usual, with all of these teams. Who? What do you think's gonna happen here? Um, I see a three-way, possibly around Mania weekend. Yeah, it'd be at the takeover, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, grizzly young veterans have made a really good transition over from UK, so. They definitely seem hell-bent on getting those tag titles, because I think it'll be the first team to have held both, if they can get a hold of them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Isaiah Swerve Scott has a match against Austin Theory. Good match. Mm. But, but Swerve Scott just became enhancement talent for Austin Theory, who's enhancement talent for Tommaso Ciampa. Just saying. That's a bad food chain to be part of. I guess as much as we like Swerve Scott, remember? See, I, that's why I, this company is hard to invest in anyone, which is one of the reasons why we kind of, it's more like background noise. Because think about how many weeks on here we were talking about Swerve Scott and where they were going with him and how he seemed like he was really skilled and I like seeing him. I used to always specifically say I really like that guy. I want to see what else they're going to do with him. And then, and then around the ninth up. time they changed his music, it was just like, huh? Like, and I kept saying, I really like this guy. It's interesting to see what's going to happen. I'm wondering what he's going to do this week. Really like where they're going. Now, no, he's just some fucking jobber. You see what I mean? Like, why? What's the fucking reason why that guy didn't work out as good as everything was going for him? You know, he's getting jobbed out to Austin Theory. You can't even tell me it's because you're investing in Austin Theory because you let Tommaso Ciampa beat the shit out of him. It's awkward. Two for weeks me. in a row. It's <laughs> awkward for me to see that guy right side up after the ass whooping that Ciampa gave him. You know, and it's like, so I'm supposed to believe in that guy that got completely fucking destroyed, that has P- PTSD, as commentary is putting it, whenever he sees barricades. <laughs> you know, it's just like, come on, man. Boo, boo. NXT's falling apart. Look at this. A company that we used to never fucking complain about can't keep their shit together suddenly. What's going on in the world? Is this the first time we've ever been hard on this brand? Because I'm, I'm really... Yes. This in the takeover, right? It just... So we can mark the calendar right around here. And so far, we haven't been wrong. You could go listen to past episodes. Right around here, I'm seeing fucking red flags, guys. Not for nothing. Max, he's falling... Their shit is falling apart a little bit. And it's been... A, it's a consistent drop. And uh, you know marks are going to say, oh, well, whatever. The takeover is good. I'm just pointing out shit that's not working. You know, most yeah. of the stuff on this card didn't work. The Dakota All the Kai while match, we had what one thing to complain about AEW. Yeah. The Dakota Kai thing didn't work. Tegan Knox and her in the cage didn't work. The Chopsy Blackheart was disinterested. You know, I guess Red Dragon and Lorcan and Birch that will be a great match. Sure, it doesn't really change anything. And the Swerve Scott Austin Theory no good. Gargano has a heel interview. 
uh, with Morrow, where he basically shits all over Morrow, and he says that you know why he did this, and that's the whole theme of this, which I also don't like. Why did you do this? Why Gargano? Why? And uh, he just keeps saying, you know why? We all know why. Is that going to be his shirt? Is this going to be something that says, you know why? You know, it's because gonna be Johnny, it's not going to be Johnny Wrestling. It's going to be Johnny Why? You know why? But do we <laughs> know why? Or is it just that they haven't thought of a good enough reason that it sounds generic as all the other Because I thought I knew why until they asked him. Like when he did it, that's one of the few. That's one of the few angles I didn't question. I didn't need them to make it a mystery because it was like, yeah, well, you know, these guys have history. He fucked with his girl, too, back when he turned to you, threw him into the barricade first, mm-hmm. tried to turn him multiple times. They had a feud over the fucking title before, you know, tons of reasons. They about killed each other seven or eight times, something. Just... But then they made it like, what would make you do that? Like, it was supposed to be a mystery. Like, if this is the first time it's happened, it's not the first time. You know, they have history. Can we at least look at that? <laughs> or at least pretend, you know, bring some of that. Does it have to do with your past history? How come that wasn't a question asked? Who cares, right? You know why. <laughs> Roderick Strong and Velveteen. What was that? I missed all this because I uh. switched over to ADW. So. Uh. Now, now you know this coming Wednesday. Just well, stay on TNT the whole time. And then, well, and then well, it's kind of messed up because, because Morrow, a guy who his, his whole thing is being bullied and getting picked on, Gargano really did bully and pick him when he stood up. I thought he was going to fuck him up. Like, it was going to be like a Jim Ross thing with, with Stone Cold. It's like, oh, God, is he about to, like, <laughs> is he going to put him in the Gargano lock? Poor Morrow's going to be on the floor. Like, ah, but it didn't go that far. <laughs> mm. I don't know. It just, it just speaks volumes because everybody knows, like, I'm a WWE mark and I've been. WWE mark, I've been WWE brand all the way through. And it just goes to show that uh, as somebody who said that they would never ever watch AEW, the fact that I turned over on Wednesday and NXT is the best brand just goes to show that NXT can't even keep us interested anymore. Yeah, and it helps We've that they're doing <laughs> it helps that they're doing really bad right now. At least for NXT standards. It wasn't the worst show, but yeah. So then we have uh, Roderick Strong versus Velveteen Dream. Steel Cage match number two. Finally, Marina Shafir is an active participant in this angle because she shows up. She slaps him with a candlestick at some point. Um, finish being Dream pushes Roderick uh, um, outside of the uh, the cage to lose the match. He pushes him out. But then it turns out that the swerve here is that he locks Adam Cole in the cage. And uh, he's kicking his ass in the cage, but uh, Roderick Strong man- manages to get into the ring, and then he winds up fucking him up, but then he gives him a Dream Valley driver onto the chair, and chaos ensues. They kind of want to... They're ending these the way 90s Raws end. <laughs> yeah, Dream kind of makes it clear he's making another run for the NXT Championship. So. Yeah. Spoiler alert. AEW fucked up NXT really badly in the ratings. No fucking way. Can't believe Stop it. Stop lying. Can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, this is... I. What did I tell you guys months ago? I said that they're going to be about a 200,000 average lead over NXT for the rest of this war. We have 906,000 AEW versus 718,000 NXT. Last week, it was 865,000 AEW to seven, 717,000 NXT. Mm-hmm. So, average, yeah, about 200,000. And that's what I'm telling you. The the dust is settled. That whole, this isn't a sprint, it's a fucking marathon, was crazy to say. Race is over. The race is really over. Like, there's no... Yeah, y'all, y'all lost, all right? Like... If you're going by marathon rules, this might actually be worse. That being said, you know, the 200,000, now that the dust has settled, what I'm saying is it's very unlikely that 200,000 people from NXT or from AEW are all going to simultaneously quit and watch NXT live 
even if 50,000 dropped, it will be a drastic drop, which is unlikely. So for 200,000 to shift back to them is not going to fucking happen, man. No, unless something drastically goes wrong. Exactly. AEW would have to have just a reho match go the entire show for it to be that bad. This might just be the way (laughs) that it is. That they they might be dead in the water. And at the end of the day, it's not even a might. Like they're done. (laughs) I hope it doesn't cost them that show, though. You know what I mean? Because they put they put their third brand out there into the battlefield against a show that's being promoted and put together like an A brand. You know that's not a smart move. That's overconfident. And like Jericho said, they are really developmental talent at the end of the day, at least some of them. Versus, aside from the girls in, in AEW, they're clearly even pre-developmental. The guys, you got some big marquee names there, and it's more experienced. And it has more of a big fight feel to it when you look at the AEW versus NXT. So, I mean, this mm-hmm. might be a fucking mistake on their part to have gone head-to-head mm-hmm. with this company. Like I'll I'll boldly go out and say if this was Monday or if this has been Friday, AEW would still been fucking them up. And the, the danger, only reason Raw and SmackDown are as high as they are is because nothing's going against them. And the danger yeah. of that, the danger of that is that AEW, uh, well NXT rather, is being a third brand. It wouldn't be the first time WWE's axed a third brand or just toned down a third brand. Like in fact, they're yeah. known for never having their third brands work out. That's all that ever happens. And I, NXT's I want... here because of the original, you know, the third brand didn't work out. And that Absolutely. was with it running against nothing. Yeah. Overall, yeah. Very interesting week in the Wednesday Night Wars. No matter what you watch, there was stuff to be taken from both. But I would definitely say not just with the numbers, but when it comes to the show quality, AEW has this week by far. And AEW is just giving fans more reasons to want to not only tune in on TV, but just to go to their shows. We see they post on their YouTube all the time some of the stuff that happens uh, after the cameras stop rolling. My favorite to this day is still uh, Orange Cassidy kid. Mm-hmm. That kid just dressed up as Orange Cassidy before full gear and then fucking pinned Cody. And they were like, fuck it, send him to Baltimore. He's wrestling Jericho. Like, yeah. little things like that. Just. Mm-hmm. They're making Absolutely. their fans more a part of the show so they're not just sitting in a seat. Yeah. All right. Well, last, because we don't have to do SmackDown. We talked about a lot of the SmackDown keynotes uh, on the post show yesterday since it kind of segued into the Elimination Chamber stuff. You know, we talked about the NWO showing up at the moment of bliss. We talked about, uh, you know, the stuff. Oh, this job in the regular game. man. Yeah. We talked about New Day <laughs> somewhat. The Al Bundy <laughs> references, Bailey and Sasha naming this stable, the role model era. Seamus squashing Apollo Crews for no fucking reason. Mandy Rose uh, taking out Dana Brooke. All that stuff. Corbin's King Lee backstage presence. Otis being blown off finally. The gauntlet match that led to the shitty elimination chamber. Goldberg not being there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that being said, Raw starts with a Becky Lynch promo. She comes uh. out now finally accepting who her opponent's going to be and man did that video package they play make baszler look like a million bucks I yeah, it, 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 it made that massacre look even worse than it was when you watched it watched it live i suspect that the only yeah. reason why they even had that match was so that they can put together a cool looking video package like that because the match structure didn't even seem to be existent when they put the match it would <laughs> Yeah. Baszler like that. They made that look like Baszler ripped through that chamber like a Dynasty Warriors game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, 
We're going to skim through here. I mean, Raw just happened, you know. You guys got to watch it for the bigger details. But Rey Mysterio goes over Angel Garza, was it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which I don't know why. It's like the same group of four that's been fighting for like three months. And it's mm-hmm. like... Uh, Charlotte winds up getting punched out by Rhea Ripley for sh- for shooing for shooing her away when she shows up in the ring. She kind of shoes her, and that shooing leads to a punch to the face. So she stuck her. She stuck the shit out of her. And she still did the stomp. Well, no, nobody was getting jumped this time. She could have it. Yeah, I think it's gonna take me a while to forgive her for that. It wasn't just the stomp; it was the whole flailing her arms thing, and then the stomp, and then continuing to run in. Like, really, you stopped to do that? What the? Don't do I'm telling you, I'm, t- I'm telling you, the main reason I still justify it because it was only Bianca Belair, Belair. Like, it's not like it was one of her friends. But it makes her look stupid anyway. You know, <laughs> do your stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, can you imagine uh, 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 Triple H uh, uh, back uh, in the day? Imagine if he stopped on the way to run into the spit pop. Oh, God. <laughs> like he's running down to sledgehammer somebody and he gets towards the middle of the ring and it's all like, Bang! oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this is one of the moments, though, where King's commentary got on my nerve because he was just like, what is she doing out here? And I'm like, she's a fucking champion, you dipshit. What do you think she's doing out here? Yeah, what about King tonight? <laughs> fucking King, 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 King saying Oksana when Asuka was out there? She's not French. The fuck's the matter with you? I'm telling you, like, King, King, King's commentary is starting to annoy me more and more because it seems like you you don't have to heal it up every second of your life. Like no, you don't. At, at some at some point you're just not trying anymore. Like, you're not. Unbelievable. No, and King's re- King for me has reached that point. Yeah. And speaking of not trying, the booking, because next we have Bobby Lashley against Zack Ryder. I mean, come on. Oh. Man. First of all, if it wasn't bad enough that this match exists, Bobby Lashley goes over with his shitty version of the Dominator. I, I don't know how that's called the Dominator. Go look at, go look up Farouk on YouTube and look at what the Dominator is. One of my favorite finishers. That's not that shit that Lashley, what is you know, that Lashley it probably doing? is because nobody trusts Lashley's botchy ass to fucking do the regular Dominator. First of all, ter- first of all, terrible booking decision. Zack Ryder should have gone over clean. All right. Yeah. First thing. Second of all, on top of that, his shitty Dominator. I didn't ask for sweaty Lashley in my life, right? Like you, you guys are in a fucking. You guys say it's not a marathon; it's a sprint. Then you bring out sweaty Lashley, really? Yeah, no, it's, it's it's really bad. <sighs> I don't know what we were supposed to get out of that. Got me. I just don't. I don't understand it. It just. It was. It was a pointless match. I mean, I don't know what the. I mean, that they seem to be building Lashley up for something. Well, you think. I love how they. I love how they take the moment to try to mention like, oh, he's been wanting Brock Lesnar, and I'm like, don't put Brock through that shit. The fuck did Brock do y'all? Like, nobody wants to see that match. Yeah, don't you threaten me. Exactly. Like, and I love how they take the moment to mention that Lana's Dolph doing a movie, and I even said in the chat room like, fucking Lana movie straight to the bargain bin, a thrift store coming to you. Like, fucking. well, I don't know shit about her acting to be able to tell you for certain what the hell's gonna happen with her. I mean, I I saw the fucking end of the Rusev wedding when she gave that shitty no, no, yeah, that that's that that told me all I needed to know. <laughs> yeah, because if you can't do that shit and be convincing, I don't trust you with a movie screen. I was more impressed with Zack Ryder still being employed than I was with the Dominator that this guy hits. <laughs> Kurt Hawkins too. Yeah. Fucking Kurt Hawkins was in the FCW documentary. <laughs> I was like, shit, you too. Kurt Hawkins, yes, he was there for a long time. <laughs> oh God, Mark says the Lana movie not on XNXX. Oh shit, 
Come on, bro. Language. <laughs> X, you're really, you really going to plug that garbage in here? Use Pornhub. <laughs> XNXX. We're civilized. <laughs> what kind of shit are you looking for that you need to go to XNXX? <laughs> what do you know about XNXX? <laughs> I don't want to know. That's what. That's where you go to. You want to go to the dark rabbit hole, fucking, <laughs> fucking hell. And you, you want to see some shit when you that's go on amazing. there. <laughs> so look, that's, let's... that's the place you want to go where you don't want to have your laptop anymore. It's as simple <laughs> as that. Yeah. So let's you got, some, this se- you right got some secrets if you go down that door. You got some serious fucking issues. If you're gonna go down that fucking. What road. the fuck is he doing on my screen? I was looking for his dominator. Because the funny thing is, when he first showed up, he used to hit the real one. And I don't know. Look at this. Oh, it was a mess. It wasn't a Dominator. 100%. That looks a little bit closer to the Dominator. The one yeah, that he hit. That was the that actual shot. one. Like, it was with his, he used to drop down with it. That's a bit closer to the Dominator. Yeah. See, so at first he was oh. doing the Dominator. Yeah, and yeah that's what I'm here. saying. Like, the, well, I'm, I'm referencing the match that was on Raw. Whatever the fuck that was, it yeah, wasn't dominated. Fucking Chuck, was Pal- Chuck, Chuck Palomo used to call that the full throttle. Like, what? Yeah. See, at one point he was doing a better dominator. Like now he kind of pancakes them to the side, and I'm like, really? That uh, mm-hmm. it's a, a lazy man's dominator. Everything Farouk did looked really rough, though. Like I love Farouk's spine buster to this day better than most people's spine buster. Everything Farouk did look like it hurt really bad. Yeah, good old Ron Simmons, man. He was the man. And uh, yeah, Lashley, just don't use, just don't use that. Good just job. don't use don't anything. Do just, anything can, that involves you moving, don't use it. It looks like shit. I want to see if I could bring up a Farouk Dominator here. See if we could look at the difference. Yeah, Far- Farouk's Dominators used to be like, I was waiting for the ring to break one day. Like <laughs> Farouk's Dominators look like they sucked all kinds of ass to take. Yeah, you don't want to mess with that guy. It, it looked like it looked like the reason he held you up there for a second was to give you time to brace for impact. Yeah, here we go. He slammed him so hard his feet hit the ground first. That's the way I remember that shit looking. You know? That move looked like it sucked. Jeff just- looked like he got lucky that his feet hit first. You can't just be naming moves, WWE. I know what a dominator looks like. You're not going to forget that shit. I mean, how many times have we heard them call Ziggler and shit sweet chin music? Apparently they can. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have they have called it sweet chin music now. And you know how I feel about that. That shit needs to stop now. Like for tone deaf music. Like, <laughs> like, are they out of their minds? Yes. Stop that shit. <laughs> I guess you're That's right. Enough. You do not call that move a sweet chin music unless Shawn Michaels does it, period. Thank you. God, like the fucking nerve. When I really think about that, I forgot that that started happening. Mm-hmm. But I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to not count them out. No, count it out. Oh man, let's finish this raw. Good lord, what else happened in this nonsense? We had uh we had after the Zach, Zach Ryder job, Rowan versus McIntyre. Oh, where McIntyre <laughs> killed the spider. He killed the spider. He killed it with the steel steps. And like I said in the chat, I would have filled that shit to the top with ketchup packets. Freak everybody out. So when he so when he hits the steps, the oh god! 
bits of fluff laying out everywhere. Even if they realize it seconds later because of the odor, that momentary explosion of oh <laughs> shit can you know for a split second you'll have them without freak the fuck out. He <laughs> murdered them. <laughs> even though they knew it was a you you knew it was a toy spider. That's how they could have got their heat back for that angle sucking in the first place. Is you still scared them? They knew it was a toy spider until that shit splattered. This match was the fact that they still brought it out in a fucking sack. We know what the fuck is in there. Well, they have to because, they... because it's going to be killed. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell, tell you how you do it, though. You get the fucking ketchup packet, and then that's when Kevin Dunn gets his sad kid shot. <laughs> If they would have done it the way I want it, you're going to get something better. You're going to get terror kid shots because a fucking (laughs) spider spider just exploded all over them. I would have peppered the ketchup too so it looks like little black spots in the fucking shit. I would have fucked people up forever. (laughs) You would have had kids that don't even want to watch Raw on TV. Yo, it would have been the single greatest gimmick ever. It's like a pull. Oh, God. I'm going to tell you what you do. They do that thing when someone when somebody uh, gets really just really heavy blood, and they have the screen go black and white. Yeah, right? Or just have blood run down the screen like Doom used to do when you lose. Really fuck it up. And then just end with the logo on a red screen. Copyright Titan Tower or whatever. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, they were Lord. they were nice about killing that angle. I would have taken a few innocent lives with me. People would have been scarred <laughs> forever. Yeah, it would have been like they would have remembered that angle. It would have been one of those things like Snitsky kicking the baby into the crowd, where people would have been like, you know, that whole storyline sucked, but we'll never forget the last day of that shit when the spider exploded all over the children. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts up to like little Timmy in the front row fucking covered in bloody Heinz ketchup if it's a cool if it's, if it's a well designed spider if it's a well designed spider god willing after it explodes some of the mechanical parts are still functioning so it's like fucking spider legs and shit still wiggling on the crowd like, <laughs> like someone chuck that kid a fucking blood capsule for fuck's sake some kid throwing up <laughs> in the front unbelievable. row <laughs> oh god yeah it explodes like the racist guy in Chappelle show right when he realized they <laughs> Mark's he explodes like that dude on Chappelle show. Oh, Jesus Christ. The spider to me, that spider to me was worth the show. The fact that the spider came back and got killed. Not fucking spider. This is the first time I've seen a fucking baby face kill an animal and it'd be a baby face thing to do. Like Pep, even the wooden stick, Peppy. Remember, remember when Peppy got murdered? No, no, remember that show? When when Chavo Guerrero used to ride around on a stick, a wooden horse head with a stick attached called Peppy. Oh my uh, god. And and Norman Smiley took that shit and threw it into the woodchopper when he was having his birthday party for Peppy. He was bringing out all the toys and Norman Smiley grabbed him and threw him in the fucking woodchopper. He's like, no, Peppy! I just remember that time when I think it was it was yeah it was Al Snow's mop and freaking Raven killed it, but that was when like it bought so no Raven it, it was Perry Saturn's out. it was Perry Saturn's it mop Perry and, Saturn's, and yeah. Raven threw that shit into a wood chipper too. He killed Moppy. See, two <laughs> things died, you know. I'm gonna tell and you it, the best part about the Raven one was it was the fact that like I guess the thing wasn't grinding it up, so fucking poor Raven still sitting there, still pantomiming the shit. Just, ah! I love how they had to make the feud between between Raven and Saturn, two people who have a history in WCW. They had to make it over a fucking mop in WW. Like, there's not enough history there with the Raven flock and everything. Nope, we got to make this. Uh, we got to make this about a mop. 
Sure. All right, whatever you guys want. There was that. There was a, remember Peppy? I mean, not Peppy, Pepper. 100% grade A. Pepper, Pepper. when Boss Man fed fucking Al Snow his own dog. <laughs> that is one of my favorite fucking you know, rest in peace, he's Pepper. Throwing up, he's throwing up his he's cooked dog. Up his his cooked dog. Of you can't have that anymore, man. Nowadays on wrestling, you can't cook a man his own dog and feed it to him. Ugh, it like a <laughs> SJW show about the fucking woodwork. And- you know, this is the best thing we've had, though, because the face killed the spider. The spider was innocent. Oh, God. That spider was just there, handling the business. And next thing you know, here comes fucking Drew. Tells, this, is, this brings me back to one. Remember when... uh. Damien got killed. The Jake the Snake, Robert Snake. Damien got killed. Who was it? Was it Earthquake who did a leg drop on the bag? I think it was Earthquake. Yeah. Yeah, he did a fucking leg drop on the bag, and then you see like blood in the bag. There were children and shit crying. They used to be scared of the snake until they got murdered, right? That's how it was done correctly. He looked in the bag and he was devastated. Everybody was heartbroken. You looked at this big motherfucker squash the snake, and then he came back with Lucifer, who was like his brother or his father or some shit. I don't remember. It was years ago. So maybe uh, Rowan will come out with a new spider. Oh, my God. I don't think so, though. I think they killed that angle. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking old show. I never thought Scott Steiner would outlive the fucking Rowan spider. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Natalia and Liv Morgan versus the Kabuki Warriors, which for no reason at all, no explanation whatsoever. Sarah Logan and Ruby Wright both decide to come down. One comes down on the left side of the ramp. One comes down on the right side of the ramp. They even predetermined which side they'd be coming out. They just beat each other up. And Liv just takes them both out with a top rope, top turnbuckle crossbody to the outside. Kabuki just leaves her partner up. by herself. Yeah, leaving her partner Natalia, by the way, who has nothing to do with any of this shit, by herself to lose. Fucking Natalia being held together by bubblegum bubble and duct tape. Yeah, right? She just did it, gave her ass kicked. AJ Styles calls The Undertaker by his real name, Mark Galloway. And a, he and hit a that motherfucker with the government name. He talks about his wife. He says that he's going to make sure Taker dies in the ring like mania. And he's going to take his soul and all that stuff. Like, oh, my God. No one wants to stand around him now. Like, I could see Anderson Gallows looking for an escape route just in case. What is it with WWE at the moment and making everything, bringing everybody's wives into it? I told you, you guys. Yeah, you've had like the fucking you've had like the dream storyline with the wife and then obviously last week you had RKO bloody uh, Randy Orton planting an RKO on Beth Phoenix plus obviously the whole fucking Lana Bobby Lashley Rusev shit that's gone on previously I mean are they running out of creative ideas what to do what it's like, oh, I... well, we need to build a feud well what, what should we do well let's bring the fucking wife into it you know <laughs> what what have i said for months about them wwe's written by a bunch of single guys that don't know how to write relationships or females that's why so much of the female shit is awkward and weird yeah. and every chance they get there just like the lana stuff a lot of it is cringe because they don't know how to write chicks they, they haven't been around chicks. if you haven't been around girls and you're writing girls you're not going to know how to write girls and um clearly we got a lot of single guys in that damn writing team Oh, yeah, that's evident. You know, we got a lot of single guys and Dana Brooke to make matters worse. I mean, not Dana Brooke. <laughs> Dana, I mean, not Dana Brooke. Dana Warrior. You got Dana Warrior out there, who, by oh, the way, yeah, has been has been climbing the ranks, not only because uh, she's part of the team, but because so many fucking people quit and there's such a turnover in WWE's creative that slowly she's just been, she's kind of been promoted like that guy in Star Wars who, who was always next to the guy that Vader would, would choke out. <laughs> And over the and over the seasons, he got he got higher in rank. You are the admiral now. <laughs> While the guy's choking in the background, you know she's kind of growing in rank out there. 
Shitty writing. Some bitch have been drinking her way to the top. Shitty writing. Riddick Moss versus Cedric for the 24-7 championship. What is going on? Why is this happening? Buried Cedric Alexander. <laughs> we worked so hard on Cedric Alexander. We worked so hard. We'd gone through so much to get that guy where you put him. And Riddick and fucking then he Moss. Chops to Riddick Moss. What? Why? No explanation. So basically, what storyline is that next week we're going to see Cedric Alexander versus Ricochet on main event. Oh. Because, yes, that's why Ricochet wasn't here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. He wrestled main event. MVP. Honest, I just mm-hmm. I can't even. With the, the Ricochet thing as well last week. I just feel like writing Vince McMahon the letter. Dear Vince, fuck you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That is awesome. I would name the episode that if, if I fucking could, man. I swear. Oh, man. <laughs> Dear Vince, fuck you. <laughs> And, and put in and put in parentheses Welsh accent. Wow! <laughs> Make sure he knows. That Make sure he knows that shits me. Block me as well. <laughs> I don't know if Vince is on Twitter enough to block you. Know? <laughs> so MVP for no reason is out here now. And he wants to, he wants to make a stable that includes Edge. I don't know why, but Edge is disinterested. He just wants the microphone. He snatches it from MVP. Then calls out Orton, but MVP is behind him and he's complaining to Edge, telling him that his head's not in the right place. And, um, you know, he has to have his priorities straight and speaking of how's the wife doing, which causes him to get predictably speared. But then Orton, who might have been under the ring or in the crowd, Orton suddenly attacks and Edge winds up hitting Orton with an RKO out of nowhere of his own. Orton does manage to escape a concerto, though, when MVP is still getting choked out by Edge. And then he winds up RKOing poor MVP onto a chair. Which, by the way, Edge's elbow gets most of that that chair on the way down into the fucking RKO. fucking MVP cane bumped that bitch. Fuck, he both his hands were on the ground. And he stopped his head from hitting the floor. Punk ass. But then we get a concerto on MVP. Two of them, two in a row, just to show how crazy Edge has become. What I like about that spear was that Randy's timing was amazing because he was getting in the ring before they even hit the ground. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Good stuff. Very good stuff. If I had to give some, some segment credit besides the uh, the death of the spider, would be this. Yeah. <laughs> Rollins against Alistair Black with the finish being DQ via Murphy coming in the ring. And then all the disciples show up and jump Black. And this causes the Viking Raiders to do a run-in, which causes the Street Profits to do a run-in. And then we get the holla holla play a solution of a 4v4. As I love the how there was just no Alistair Black in this whole situation after this. Like, Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. Fuck him. Like that was the part that was so weird. I was like, "Wait a minute!" I keep telling you, they they lost their way with all the talent they built up out of nowhere. They just forgot everything. I was sitting there going, "Like, wait a minute, they're four on four. How the fuck is Black gonna fit in this? Oh, we're just not gonna have him. Okay, yeah, we're just gonna say no, no whatsoever." Which it makes you wonder what what's causing them to literally like back away from all of the talent that they had originally built up in the first place. Who fucking knows? Maybe they get they, they get bored like they always do. Yeah, but it's just strange to me that we watch literally sequentially all of the talent that they've been developing one at a time, like dominoes, just get jobbed out. Like, it was like, all right, time to job this guy out. Okay, time to job him out. Okay, time to job. Like, it was really weird, you know? Like, everyone. Sorry, carry on. No, that was it. That was it. Everyone. I, I was just going to say, I think basically, I, I, I think a lot of it is um, due to the that fucking super showdown. I think that they were trying to create a storyline from that pay-per-view 
So, which means that ultimately a lot of the younger talent are going to get, you know, uh, pushed to one side in favour of bringing in wankers like fucking Goldberg um, and pushing them towards WrestleMania. I mean, they might pick up the younger talent after Mania, but you can't, you can't, they're they're trying to feasibly create a storyline, I believe with the talent that they've put over at bloody super showdown. And that's unfortunately cost the younger talent their, their time to shine, which is upsetting. It feels like the younger talent nowadays just carries the show all year long to make sure that they can get safely to these big events. And then they give all of the money to the old timers Exactly, and everyone else takes a backseat role. And that's, that's never going to work because that's never how it's been. Exactly. You know, so it's really sad that we have nobody wants to watch Ricochet get pushed all year just for Goldberg to be Universal Champion. Oh fuck no! Nah, they really bad enough. You bring him back. <laughs> they really screw- the world. The world title scene is truly a mess in this company. Yeah, NXT is the only place here that has a credible world champion, and then Brock's behind him, and then SmackDown doesn't have a world championship. So I don't know what's happening with them. So yeah, well, they really need to get it together with that. And uh, so basically the way that this four-way ends is uh, because some of the action spills to the outside, Montez Ford winds up slipping into the ring and Rollins is right there with the vantage point to hit him with the curb stomp sliding in and cover him. And then Kevin Owens does a run-in uh, where he winds up fighting with Rollins until AOP attacks him and then he winds up getting jumped. Uh, first he hits Akam with a stunner um, and gets rid of Razor. But then Murphy winds up getting in. He gets the stunner. But then Seth winds up coming in and he hits the curb stomp on Owens. And Rollins winds up uh, doubling down. Everybody's doubling down on the finishers tonight. So we wind up with two curb stomps for him. And uh, yeah. And then we wind up with a third one. So three curb stomps. The amount of damage people can take is a lot nowadays. This was Rollins' moment as he put it. Oh yeah. Very Shakespearean ending. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> that was it's it. Like I, felt, I felt like they were just filling up the time until it came to on the hour where they could go home. Yeah, and they literally did because of the third cur- curb stomp. They couldn't have turned the TV off faster. It was like mid-curb stomp practically. The show just turned off. Yeah. Oh, this company. There's so much fun. All right. Anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up here? I think we're, we're good, right? Um. The only other thing I really heard when it comes to the Hall of Fame looks like JBL finally going in. Yes, JBL's announced. They didn't announce it yeah. tonight. They didn't, they haven't mentioned that Hall of Fame, and I don't know how fucking long they'll mention it when the bells are going in. But you don't hear shit when Bradshaw's going. That's weird because they usually announce it the afternoon of the Raw, leading up to uh, in the run up to WrestleMania, don't they? They usually release it on the Monday yeah. or the, the Sunday before the Raw. But then again, we did. But then again, we talked about last night. We didn't see the fucking WrestleMania some days away till like last night. So. Yeah. That was, oh, did they actually put it up? 28 days remaining, they put up. But it's funny because before that, they uh, they didn't do it. You know? Yeah, that's why. It's, yeah, it's funny enough. We spoke about that in the week. Thanks for the host, Mikazi Storm. Much appreciated. Thank you. We're, we're actually, uh, yeah, okay. We're actually wrapping up soon here. But yeah, thank you for the host, sir. <laughs> Yeah, it's it seems like they're just slacking on a lot of shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> we used to see the countdown to WrestleMania with like 47 days remaining until WrestleMania. 43 I used to see that thing with fucking 50, 60, yeah. 70. I think one of the year I almost saw it with 80. They showed it once 
You know, they showed it once a few weeks ago and they showed it the other day with 28. Yeah, so they literally pretty much waited until we had Elimination Chamber and now they're going to push it every fucking Monday. Yeah, exactly. You probably won't see it on Friday. I mean, you might, but... We're not going to see it, I think, until the week before. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking hell, is it really next week? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <Five ago. laughs> I ain't get my spread ready at nothing. <laughs> Oh no! I see what you did there, you <laughs> bastard! Oh. oh, I was hoping he kept it. Oh, I saw it. And WrestleMania <laughs> is right around tax return season too, right? Yeah. Got to make sure them checks are in boy, so you could get a proper spread. That ain't like you got a podcast to do, so something. Yeah, we got shit to do. <laughs> That is a long, that is an old callback <laughs> joke right there. It's still funny. Yeah, definitely. Oh, dear, dear. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. Well, I think we're ready to wrap up here, right? That's it? Yep. That's yes. all. All right. Fantastic. That being said, thank you to everyone who hung out with us and was in the chat room for the entire night. All of you wonderful people who stood here late with us. Starting with Icon, Peter Crouch, Stasis Dreams, Kula Ice, Willie V2, Emang, Six Slayer, Mark 710, Spartan Jesus, George, and Inbred Taco. I like that name. XGC Mini Me, Georgie Toop 9, OKC Lover 405. My Golden Mulan and Makazi Storm, as well as all of you listening across iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, uh, Podcast Addict, and various other platforms, as well as R.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 371, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch. For myself, Destin, and Roxy, we are out of here. Wash your hands. No. <laughs> Shut it down.